Blog Talk Radio. This presentation may contain language and scenes which may be objectionable to certain individuals. Viewer discretion is advised. Pop Culturist Act 221. What is this, like episode 92? Something along uh, those lines. What is something I, along that. Would that be? I, yeah, 92. Yellow. 92? Yeah, good man. Well, shout out to 92 on Chicago. Also, shout out, rest in peace to Leon White, a.k.a. Big Van Vader, um, passing away, uh, what was it, Monday night, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, very... Very sad after uh, battling pneumonia, open heart surgery, losing an eye, uh, costing McFoley his ear, appearing on numerous episodes of Boy Meets World, murdering Sting, making Flair. You know, one of my earliest wrestling memories, I randomly got a WCW pay-per-view, Kyle, for free. Mm-hmm. Like, on my, mm-hmm. my cable just randomly came in. And I was like, sure, why not? I was like, nine and it was like a Vader flare in like a cage and Vader just murder just pummeled his head until like his hair was like pink and that's when I found out about the the real the true Ric Flair drip uh, that that bloody mane uh, when he get busted open yeah and that's something like really cool to see like not take like away from Vader's time but when Ric Flair would get bloody and that blonde hair would turn red, and it's like, whoa. <laughs> but uh, Vader, man, like, that theme song right there, like, when you when you heard that, you knew somebody was going to be in a body bag because that guy played That's no strange. games. Uh, oh, his especially power when he came out with that awesome mask. Yeah. That, like, a battle mastodon mask. Yeah. Like a cool elephant. <laughs> his power bomb was something... Serious. Um, I thought it was almost as nasty as Kevin Nash's. I thought Kevin Nash has a pretty nasty power bomb with that jackknife, but Vader just nah, murdered. No, nah, he's got nothing. He's got nothing on Vader. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, agree. Again, the rivalries with Flair, with Sting. Um, I mean, Shawn Michaels. You know that that Summer uh, SummerSlam match uh, is one of the better matches of that era, definitely of the '90s as well. But he was a big man that could move from power bombs to Vader bombs. You know, he was just wicked. He he would hit you with a right. You know, if you weren't, uh, you know, kind of come correct. If you if you would say 
kind of in the ring. Uh, it, it was it was sad, you know. He he had some heart surgery, had some problems. He, you know, I, I believe it was reported like last year. You know, the doctor said he only had a few years to live. So, you know, it was just just unfortunate, you know, with with the pneumonia. But hey, that's why we have the network, Kyle. So, uh, yeah. WWE yeah. Network definitely just type in Vader. And just you know, or YouTube going a nice wormhole of uh, just the the brutal beatdowns. But but apparently he was also the nicest guy as well. You know, so mm-hmm. you know he always you know just always positive word of mouth. Everyone you know appreciated what he could do in the ring. Again, Leon White uh, passes away at the age of sixty three years old. I had like three young. Vader figures, by the way. Do you really? Very young. I did. I, I I mean, I'm sure I have him still somewhere, but he was a legit badass. Like, he was big, but he could just move gracefully. I mean, again, yeah. he came out with that, you know, that awesome Mastodon mask, and then he had just the cool wrestling, like, dog mask over his face. It's like, whoa. And then what he did in Japan, you know, and then, of course, you know, I would say he was more so known for his WCW run, um, but a lot of people, of course, you know, know him uh, with the WWF during the yep. mid-90s there. And yep. then him murdering yep. Heap Slater like a few years ago. <laughs> Which he still had it, too. And I was like, that's awesome. Um, God, I'm going to miss that guy. He um, he throws a better moonsault than, than uh, Hugh Morris or Bill, <laughs> Bill DeMott. Huge <laughs> Russian or whatever that is. BS kind of guy I hate Hates a strong word. I, I severely dislike that guy. Yeah, that's why he's no longer there. <laughs> and he got replaced by oh, Prince yeah. Albert, who then got replaced by Steve Carino. Huh. Steve Carino. That's a jerk. <laughs> well, what's not Mate. a jerk is Mr. Halfbind Kyle Adams. How are you doing, sir? Uh, Hanging in there. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, yeah. Started this new job. I think it's kind of cool. I just set appointments for people who need oil changes like to go okay. see their dealership so it's fairly okay. easy um i got room to grow uh i could be team lead trainer recruiter even in hr which is something i want to do and Ooh. so i'm kind of digging it um the pay I can definitely see you as hr yeah that's something i want to do like i, I like hiring uh and interviewing people you know and uh training i've done training before and yeah, I've done a lot. So, yeah. but yeah, I do want to get nice. in HR. Yeah, I mean, it's always you know good to maintain a a great work environment. So, mm-hmm. you would be mm-hmm. uh, yeah, strive for your for your dream, man. That's awesome. Um, did you have a a good pop culture weekend? Did you check any uh, any films, music, anything mm-hmm. along those lines? I checked out a lot of music. Um, checked good out stuff. the Nasir. Nazir joint, the uh, Jay-Z, Beyonce surprise album for me. Um, My applause is for Nazir. Yeah, it's a really good album, even though it's seven tracks and I can't get past it because it always leaves me wanting more. I I don't like EP, man. I agree, agree, man, but I mean, that means hopefully, hey, it's better than nothing. That's what I would say. I agree. 25, 26-minute album. This is, I would say... Some of the best Nas I've heard in a while. A mixture of, you know, of course, especially with what Kanye's doing on production, you know, with the the classic hip hop, you know, late eighties, nineties, 
influence, right you know, with, with yeah. the production. I love the Slick Rick, but also Nas, you know, kind of, you know, with that modern, it's a modern Nas. It's not, you know, Illmatic. It's nothing like that. It, it's, it's a mature Nas. This is the storytelling Nas that we've always appreciated just, you know, saying, hey, why am I still singing this shit 25 years later? You know, or right. rapping this stuff, you know, like, why has there been no change? And he voices his frustrations and he voices, you know, you know, wh- whether it's with fame, whether it's with society, culture, you know, with, with rap, you know, it just throws it all out there. And I, I, I loved it, but I'm sure we'll get that into, uh, into it with the musical mantra, as well as, uh, as, as Kyle stated, the Carters dropping a surprise album. I was, uh, I was kind of close, but not really Kyle about getting the title, um, subscription uh but i'm happy i i kind of waited out and and was very surprised it popped up on apple music just a few days later which kyle what's the point then right true why even make I, it exclusive um i i do i'm not gonna lie like when i had apple music i did like the fact that i had to list or i had access to an album early like or um it was like when you buy a game you have the beta, but then like you can play early on 2K usually like a day or two if you if you pre-order it. So like that's fine, and I I get where Tidal and and Apple Music is going when they want to keep things exclusive for like a week or two, but that's still a week or two we gotta wait. On the but flip side, it was literally uh, like less than 48 hours, which I, that's really? the most confusing it, aspect. That is confusing. Maybe three days. Still, not a not a, like uh, Life of Pablo. I I had to wait like it seemed like forever. It was probably like a month or even two. Months, it was. It, it was like. about that. Like it seemed, it seemed like about two three weeks. Um, actually even longer. And I, I swear, like he was probably like holding out on purpose, if I can remember correctly, um, before even putting it on Spotify. Yeah, because Jay Z pulled all his well, most of his music from Spotify. Like he has his features. And that R. Kelly thing, but other than that, like you can't listen to anything on Spotify of Jay Z's, <laughs> and really? I don't even think Apple Music really either. Yeah, for Jay Z, all his all his stuff's on there, minus like I think one album on Spotify. Oh, Spotify! I don't know. I don't. I don't like. I don't know what a Spotify is. <laughs> when people I don't say know. I Spotify, I'm like, why don't you have Apple Music? I got a, I got a Galaxy, and I still represent the Apple Music. Yeah. What's I, your, you know, what's your excuse? <laughs> I um, am not paying for Spotify. I'm just using the Homies account. Um, so that's how that is. But I, I prefer Apple Music over anything because it's just better. Wait, you you got rid of your Apple Music account? I had to. I had no income. Memories. Yeah. <laughs> it's still like an app on my on my uh drawer here too. Like Apple Music, come back to me. One day. <laughs> we we One will day. be united. Um, I was reunited with the, uh, with the Cineplex this past weekend, uh, got to see the Incredibles, um, on the biggest screen imaginable. We'll get into the, the long awaited sequel, but very, very welcomed, um, as well as, uh, a, a friendly game, 
um, that we used to play when we were kids. Uh, Tag got to see this uh, incredibly hilarious adult comedy, uh, which we'll dev- go into a little bit later. Also, Jurassic Kingdom, as we said last week, it is the 25th anniversary, Kyle, of Jurassic Park. The Steven Spielberg amazement um, into the uh, into the fantasy world there, um, and and I'm excited. Jurassic Kingdom, the the sequel of this new trilogy here uh, comes out on Friday. Um, so we'll give a little preview of that. We'll get a retrospect on the, on the series so far. Um, we'll see why Kyle has a hard on for the lost world. I don't know why <laughs> but he loves that film. Uh, so we'll um, get into that a little point. later. <laughs> we're going to talk some shiz. We're going to talk some action point. Um, we're also going to talk uh, one of my favorite things, Money in the Bank. We're going to talk some takeover. We're going to break it into the squared circle. Uh, but one thing also, you know, of course, the regular stuff, the awesome Mellow's Manic Movie Minutes, as uh, you know, we'll see who got beat down at the box office. But one thing I'm super duper, uber excited for 2004 Summer Rap Brackets. Um, Murderer's Row Music, guys. Uh, 30 albums. I, I don't know how this is going to play. Kyle's going to preview the brackets. We'll kind of discuss the divulge. Don't forget to check out Soda Sound Radio tomorrow night here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Strong Style Media or just search Strong Style Media wherever you can find awesome podcasts just like a Standing A Count, Sportscast Radio, Wrestlecast Radio, of course, the Pop Culturist every Wednesday night and the Soda Sound Radio here. So, I mean, hey, we're on iTunes. We're on iHeartRadio now. A Stitcher, of course, uh, which is great. So please subscribe, like, comment, love, especially Facebook, uh, at Strong Sound Media, and also Ooh. the Pop Culturist. Um, my God. I'm excited, Kyle. I, I don't know how this is going to go down. I might swear a lot. You might see a side of me that you probably have never seen, but man, it was a treat listening to Crunk Juice again. I can't believe that shit's 14 years. Well, let's see what other albums have are 14 years old, Kyle. Wow. Uh, we'll yeah. be back in two and two. We're going to break down 2004 in the year of a hip hop. We're going to break down the Soda Sound Radio presents Summer Rap Brackets. Stay with us. Your late night hip hop and R&B podcast, Soda Sound Radio, hosted by Kyle Halffine Adams, every Thursday night right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Catch up on your latest on hip hop and R&B, and hear Minnesota talent at 10 p.m. Central. But if you trust the way I feel, I won't fold from the cards that you deal. Let's journey life together and make it worthwhile. Can't take it back like time. See, my life is like a movie, no rewinding. Killing mics like I got a license. My belief don't have religion, just a higher power. Who power? I'm not so happy with it. But I take a breath, regain my pet. Check my feet when I'm walking to see if it ain't. I seen it all more than I care to reveal. I'm always sure to clear the air for the real. That's why I'm aiming at the grill, man, because it's how I feel. Nobody being sincere. We need some changes for real. Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central. And if you're a musician, you want to get your music heard on the show, send the MP3 over to Soda Sound at strongstylemedia.com. Enut. Enut.
This right here is Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I got to tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. 50, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted I, to it. I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm 48, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. But I have so much energy. Like, I actually, I, I'm, I'm, and I took an Alpha Brain, and I never do. I, I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to go, chin down, and I want to bang, bang. Oh, my Hey, I'm Dr. Asking. What's up? He's been distraught ever since his friend smoked him last week in fantasy football. Now he's grabbed this post and he won't respond. He's got Luzonic plays. What is? He's a loser. He's not a loser. Okay, he's a loser. What can he do? With DraftKings, he could have easily challenged his friend to a rematch. Okay, I can't. What are you? I can't see that. You need glasses. I'm also an optometrist. At DraftKings, you can play free private contests whenever you want. Strong Style Media presents Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all, with your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsled, MasterChef, Survivor, and even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles in track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio. Uh, welcome back to the Pop Culturist. Just a little John, man. Come on. It's, pro- it's production. Crunk music. How, how old were you in 04? Like 14? No. <laughs> I was um, 17. 16? 17. 16. 16. Yeah. I, was playing, I was playing this at a house parties. I was uh, playing this in my CD player on my way to Panera Bread to clock in for work. Oh, clocking in at Panera. Did you get discounts on that sourdough bread bowl? And what kind of soup would you insert? Uh, Cheddar broccoli, and they didn't have soup bowl at the time. But we weren't able to take home, like, the cookies and and pastries and stuff, the paninis, and... um, all that other stuff. We couldn't take the soups because they were bagged. But any leftovers, we were able to take them. Wait, you're saying no one cooks those soups in the back? No, they're all bagged. They're bagged <laughs> and then they're, they're dunked in hot water to warm up. Spoiler alert, guys. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's still delicious. That shit is delicious. I can't eat that right. anymore. Yeah, gluten-free. I'm all ketogenic. Because he's lactose intolerant. Nah, man, I eat a ton of dairy. Like, way too much where I'm concerned, but science says it's okay. So I'm going to eat me some cheese. <laughs> Do you eat more cheese than Elijah? Ooh, I, I don't know. I just had moment and wrote 13 instead of 31. I, uh, I'd probably eat better cheese. 
My cheese game is on point. No joke. Ooh. So how many matches would this be then out of 32? It would just be 16. Or not 16. 16 Good right? lord. What? Yeah, would it be? Whatever. Yeah, 16. <laughs> okay. Man. Writing them down. This is intense. That's St. Paul math, man. I feel bad for you. That's street math. You might have a riot in your hands if you picked the wrong album, just so you're aware. Really? Well, aren't we pre... Wait, so this is in my my hands? I thought this was just like a run-through. No, no, no. This You're dropping 32 down to 16 tonight, buddy. Wow. <laughs> my mind just went boom. <laughs> we should have put this on the last segment. Man, pressure. <laughs> well, um... Well, as I deliberately talked shit last week, I know hip hop. I know which I do. Uh, this is this is gonna be hard. I I thought I was just gonna help, kind of maneuver uh, through words and through actual picks. But uh, no. the pop culture presents the first round. The uh, the elite to thir- elite thirty two. That's not a thing. Uh, the round of thirty two of two thousand and four. Man, I like Murs. I've seen him live a few times. Hmm. Like if TJ had hair, like grew his hair, he'd be Mm -hmm. Murs. They just have Uh, that look. (laughs) I don't know if that's an insult to Murs. No, not at all. Hi, TJ. That guy's awesome. He's like, I don't even know who Alex is. He's like, I met that guy like once. <laughs> uh, he he got us kicked out of, out of one of our friend's houses because he kept being too loud as a teenager. <laughs> Man, that's crazy, by the way, that whole connection, how like small whoosh. the world is. It, it yeah. really is. It it blew my mind just now until I had that realization again. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's bonkers." Uh, yeah. Which, as, <laughs> as this list is, um, also uh, R.I.P. One year anniversary of the passing of Mob Deep's prodigy, which America's Nightmare. I was a fan of theirs, sir. So so kind of break down the process of kind of what you've been doing on Soda Sound Radio Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media. Uh, you know, kind of what you've been doing the last couple of weeks, kind of the winners, you know, kind of the the, the crowd um, or the audience, you know, kind of reactions to some of the picks, you know, whether in the rounds or the eventual winners. Um. So, man, it was it's been a crazy one, but we decided to go – from uh, 2001 to 2017, which was the last 16 years, and uh, we've been picking albums of that decade or era, year, year, year. Uh, of that year, <laughs> and um, and so uh, uh, we've been putting them up against each other. And what is brackets? Um, we've had DMX go against Ja Rule. Uh, cutting linguist went against Blueprint. You know, like Jada wait, Kiss wait, wait, went time against out. You had Luda. X versus Rule, so it was the Battle of the Gravel. Yeah, it was. Yeah. 
<laughs> Ludacris versus Nas and like the oh, the wow. semis. Like it was it was crazy. But um so for two thousand and one, Jay Z's blueprint ended up winning um that one over uh Jada Kisses, the kiss of death, the Ludacris is back for the first time. Um oh, Nas man. is still Matic. Um yeah. yeah. So like the year after that was two thousand and two. And Clips is Lord Willing, uh, won over such albums as Tupac's Better Days, uh, Lil Wayne's Five Hundred Degrees, uh, Royce the Five Nines Rock City, um even I believe Eminem's Eminem show. Um so that was that was a tough one. And I I don't like doing these, man, because, like, a lot of albums get dropped out. And so, like, last week, it was 2003, and 50 Cent went against Ludacris, or Get Rich, Die Trying, went against Ludacris's Chicken and Beer, like, first match. And I was Jesus. like, oh, man. And that sucks. That really Get sucks. Rich, Die Trying won, because... <laughs> Uh, it was number one seller of that time, and on top of that, like, it was really not a bad track on that album. I, there's even ones I would listen to now where I'm like, damn, this is such a good album. Um, Mini Men, Heat, um, Wankster was on there, I believe, like, so many tracks. Uh, mm-hmm. Chicken and Beer had it, too, um, but I just I felt like Get Rich or Die Trying, along with Will, who is co-host of, uh, of Soda Song Radio, decided to, you know, Say the same. Uh, he just outruled every album was just like 50. 50. And I'm like, dang, like, what about this one? 50. So it was pretty much a, a Braun Strowman-nisk type of performance from Get Rich or Die Trying. <laughs> <laughs> Man, does he like that movie too? Is that his top movie of 2000 whenever it came out? Gotta be. I mean, I like that movie. Um, I thought it was I thought it was pretty dumb at the at the end though. Like, bro, you just murked somebody. Like, that soundtrack was pretty good. Is that are soundtracks allowed on the list? Uh, I haven't put any on there yet. Okay, I, I, how about this American Gangster? I think that definitely deserves to be on the list because it technically it's a overall kind of um, a reaction a concept to the album. Film. Yeah, concept out. Thank you, thank you. Um, and so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't that. put that past it. But like, if you asked me to put Black Panther up, I'd be like, well, <laughs> you know, like that was a really good album, but uh, yeah, but like, American Gangster, that's some of Jay's finest, finest yeah. stuff. And I haven't done compilation albums either yet, which is what would Black Panther would be because various artists, yeah. but like. I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put it past it. But I mean, it's ultimately like me and Will's decision. Like, I don't, I don't come up with these solo. So, um, even I was tripping one time and tried to put Little Kim's Bella Mafia in 2003s, and I totally blanked out on speaker box and love below. Like, even though you was ranting and raving about it the wow. night before, and I'm like, wait a minute, why is that not in here? And wow. Yeah, but it made the list. It did make it. Like, I threw Lil' Kim out, like, on some set-it-off shit. Threw it out the window. So. <laughs> and, uh... 
<laughs> and so, um, yeah, 2003, man, it was it was tough. I try to remember who's. It was 50 Cent's obviously Get Rich or Die Trying, but I couldn't remember who. I want to say it was Black Album that made the finals. Yeah, did it? it was Black. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, Black Album. Uh, Jay Z and uh, Get Rich or Die Trying made the the finals. Um, or is it not in this? Hang on. Because yeah. something tells me, like. Were you Ja Rule over Nas in 04, by the way? Say that one more time. You put Ja Rule over Nas, by the way? Uh, no, that did not. That was not a thing. That will never be a thing. I don't but see yeah, Nas on the list. It was Black Album. Uh, on 2004s? Four, yeah. What Nas album? Um, God, the one with uh, like one of the hardest tracks ever. Uh, Streets Disciple. Whoa, double disc, or do not do double disc? I mean, we counted Speaker Box and Love Below, but we still counted that as like an individual group. Okay. Because they each had their own thing. But Street Disciples, like, these albums were better than that, to be honest. Like, just because it had um, um, that one song with, with Jay... Quan or whatever his name is. Jay Quan. That... Oh, yeah, you're right. Keep it off the list. <laughs> not not Hood uh uh Tipsy Jay Quan, but I can remember his name, but he sung the hook. Um uh is it wrong? And he did... do I lose my cred because I, I think the firm A a pretty damn good super group. And B, not a bad album. Who? The Firm, when it was Foxy, Nas, and AZ. Whoa. Produced by Dre. I did not know that. I got to listen to that. That was my shit, man. That was like the first staple of Aftermath Records. Besides Dre's uh, compilation album with uh, Been There, Done That. That was like the thing was The Firm. Like, phone tap. I mean, obviously you've heard phone tap, but like that shit, that was, have, did you have that? Oh no, I think that was like 99. So yeah, that wouldn't count, but yeah, man, the firm, that's some good, good stuff. Yeah. I did not know about that. Holy shit. Is the gray album on this? Cause I nah, remember that that's a really good album, but no. Because of the Beatles, Perfect. you don't like the Beatles. What? Yeah, I like the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> I played um um Goodbye or whatever that song was. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> On the uh, Yellow Submarine album. Oh, Ringo. <laughs> but Ringo won't be on this list. So I mean, are we gonna kind of uh, so so how do we do this process then? Like, are are we do we debate? A virtual summer on the winner. Do we, you know, how, how do we kind of pick who or what? So, I have these um, these uh, albums. They're already numbered, um, one through thirty-two. So you pretty much just call out a uh, set of numbers here, and then I'll tell you what album it is. Perfect. All right. So I could just start right now. Yeah. 
I'm going to go. I'm going to go number fourteen. All right. So that's uh, Talib Kweli's beautiful struggle. Okay. I'm going to go number nine. Oh. My bad. Um, Jada kisses kiss of death. Whew. Now, do I pick now or do I? am I just counting out numbers right now? Uh, yeah, you pick who will win this one. So Jada kisses kiss of death. Um, I believe had knock yourself out. Um, yep. And oh shoot, why? And um, Tyler Am I wrong sh- to say I did not like that song at all? Why? Yeah, um, I like Antonio Hamilton, but I just I I didn't like that song. Um, interesting. I I think it's funny now, even today. Like you see people that write responses to his questions, like because that's the entire song is just him asking questions. And so if you Google it, uh, responses to why, like they, <laughs> it's so that's nerdy. Awesome. Did really he funny. um did he steal that from uh, Twenty One Questions? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Whoa. Same concept song. Uh, <laughs> I guess so. Is it? Well, the 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 whole song is just questions. So the, the exact same thing. You even have Nate Dog instead of Antonio Hamilton, or Anthony Hamilton, whatever his name is. <laughs> Antonio. Antonio. It's the exact Hamilton. same. It's the exact same gimmick. <laughs> That's true. I didn't even think about that. R.I.P. Nate Dog, by the way. God, he was. Ouch. Yeah, R.I.P. Nate Dog. I just watched Head of State the other day and was just rolling. Like, <laughs> man, I love that movie. <laughs> man, I like to live quietly. I'm I'm checking this stuff out right now, right here. Um, I do remember a few of these songs. But I am a fan of Jada Kiss ever since the early days of the locks there. Uh, I'm going to go Kiss of Death. Are you sure about that? No, that's fair. In my opinion, I don't think it's uh, Talib Kweli's strongest album. It's not Jada's strongest album. But out of those two, out of re-listens, I would probably listen to Jada Kiss. That's fair. All right. Let me write this down. It's not quality. It's not eardrum. You know, it's it's not even, you know, Gravitas, you know, one of his latest ones. For it's a little quality. It's definitely not the collaboration with Most Deaf with Blackstar. I mean, it's, you know, it's not a sophomore slump either, I suppose. But I, I would go, I would go Kiss of Death. That's fair. All right, call out two more numbers. I'm gonna go number whoop, uh, number four and number ten. All right, number ten is Lil White's finally famous. 
Um, if you remember a smoking song and, um, Oh Lord. Um, I, I think that was pretty much it to be honest, <laughs> to be honest with you. If I can remember like, like smoking song was it like finally famous. Um, <laughs> that, that's it. Um, <laughs> let's see. And then you said number 10 and what else? Uh, number four. Four, I believe. Yes, four. Four. Well, Lil John's crunk juice. What? Uh, that was horrible. Uh, so I'm going to pick crunk juice by Lil John and the Eastside Boys, just because <laughs> that album is the shit. Plus, I don't want to get beaten until the you know, the white meat shows. <laughs> that that album, by the way, is like 28 tracks. Like the last half, it's it's insane. And then there's like a slow version, like a slow song with Usher. It's all sexy for some reason, and you're like, whoa! Then you realize it's Lil John producing like a slow song. You're like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. What? No. And then China yeah, White comes out of nowhere, talking about yeah. ramen noodles and shit. I'm like, what the hell? That's Get talking about here. ramen noodles on the regular. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to go next. Number 18. Ooh. Number 18 and number 5. All right. 18 is Jedi Mind Tricks Legacy of Blood. They had a lot of... A lot of like dark tracks I feel in this album. Um, I couldn't tell you exactly track like title, but I can tell you for sure that um, this this is like one of their of their come out albums to me. Like I remember uh, listening to them way back when. So um, let's see. So number eighteen and. What was the second one? Number five. Amron's Purple Haze. <laughs> oh, man. Um, this was uh, this was kind of when I kind of started falling out of love with Cameron. The whole diplomats, you know, kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really enjoyed... Um, the duty had with him that wasn't Jim Jones. I can't think of his name, but uh, I man, there were some good songs on 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 Purple Haze, but definitely was not Cameron's strongest album. Depending yep. on you know if you were you know kind of just along the ride with that. Uh, so I'm gonna go Jedi Mind Tricks. Whoa. Over purple haze, that's tight. Well, sway me, sway me. Ah, I'm not. Hey, I said the ball's in your court. I, I would, I like Jedi Mind Tricks, and um, I wouldn't go against it to be honest. Purple haze only had the track purple haze, um, to me. Otherwise, the rest of the album was kind of blah. I mean, it was yeah. right after uh, Diplomatic Immunity one and two. Nonetheless, Joel's is uh, from me to you, I believe, came out um, the oh, same year. Joel Santana, yep. 
Yep, and so um, it's kind of like, you know, like I I wouldn't. And that's when he started, in my opinion, to outshine Cameron, where he was, you know, especially with the "Come Home with Me," you know, mm. where I was just like, "Who's this guy?" You know, from a few years prior. So he was more on my radar, more so than Cameron at that time. He was just kind of in that Lil Wayne state where he was just on Purple Haze, you know, 24-7, where you could kind of see the laziness, in my opinion. I know Ryan loves this era Cameron, but but I, I prefer the earlier Confessions of Fire, Come Home With Me, SDE type of Cameron. I agree. That's fair. Huh, respect. All righty. Next, uh, next picks, I am going to go 20 and I am going to go seven. All right. Let's see. Twenty is Lloyd Banks' "Hunger for More." Woo! Um, and number seven. Number seven. Uh, MF Doom's mm "Food." Oh my God. <laughs> I love MF Doom. That I'm gonna declare them the winners right now. I'm sad though, because Hunger for More. I I would say I probably listened to, if not more so than uh, Get Rich or Die Trying. Like for me, Hunger for More was Lloyd Banks. Where I was like, what? It, you know, it was such a different style. Yes, uh-huh. it sounded like he was pretty much talking, but it was like in a swaggerish sense, and and of course. You know, kind of, you know, the production, especially, uh, you know, with G-Unit Aftermath, you know, and Shady, you know, with, with that production crew, you know, when you had Havoc, you know, M, you know, um, you know, 50, you know, I'm sure probably produced, Dre probably did a song or two, you know, that that's just a, a steady part. And, and that was a huge part of what, you know, East Coast hip hop was kind of coming out of that time. The post Biggie, you know, kind of Wu-Tang, where it was kind of back to that that gangster party type of style. Um, and I, I appreciate, I really, really do appreciate hunger for more, but MF doom, um, food. That shit's just dope. Yeah. Um, friends, um, deep fried friends. I think it was called, but that's one of my jams. Yep. I play forever, uh, rap snitches. Um, but however, I will say this Lloyd banks is what I was listening to then at that year. Um, when his, I, I bought I bought his album. Um, I I uh, played it so much, and like I remember, my cousin even like had me dub it like like fifty times. But no pun intended. <laughs> How do you even think about that? And the MF Warrior Doom. was tight, and like four songs later, they had like a part two, and I'm like, what's going on? Like this shit was good. I can't, I'm gonna listen to this like probably tomorrow. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pumped now. Yep. And MF Doom, it took a year. So like I started listening to him the following year. Um, I wouldn't, again, I wouldn't put it past it, but I just felt like at that year, Lloyd Banks was more in my headphones than MF Doom was. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, I, I love the whole cakes. I mean, this was just, I mean, MF Doom. I mean, he, he does what he does best. Everything tongue in cheek, you know, just, Everything is just, it's its great. It's so complex in a way. Like, it's its just, it's its magical. It's independent to the core. 
Um, and I, I just think it's, it's fun. I mean, when you could talk about comics being a, you know, the, the most super villainous person in all the land, it's, it's, it's good shit. And, hmm. ah, that's, that's tough. That's a Sophie's choice for me, Kyle. I'm, I'm a sad, <laughs> sad panda right now. <laughs> Damn it. Shit just got real. Uh, I'm going to go number, uh, hopefully lucky number 13 and also 26. All right, 13 is Method Man's to Cow the Prequel. Yuck. <laughs> Shit was flat. 13, and what was the other one? 32? 32, what? 26. Ah. Oh. I could have sworn I heard 32 in there somewhere. My bad. 26. Good Lord. Uh, ah. Oh. Ghostface is a pretty Tony album. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, it's no question, Phil. I mean, like, it's pretty Tony's, like, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, yeah, that's no joke. Ghostface for the win. Yeah, to Cal the prequel, just yuck. No. I did not like that, that record. <laughs> <laughs> that was your, uh, your squash match. Of the uh, qualifying round. Yeah, I mean, for for me, the the prequel just had way too many features like that that weren't Wu Tang. Like it, it just to me, it wasn't a fun album. I mean, Ghostface. I've I I've you know I always said you know the 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 you know the the one. I mean, he gets respect. But, like, I don't know. Fish scale is so great. I can't wait, you know, for that battle, you know, a few years down the, you know, in a few weeks here. Uh, and, of course, his earlier stuff. I mean, and, and what he does, you know, every album he releases is just so good. He just has that style that encaptures you with his storytelling, with his realness, his rawness. And, and Pretty Tony was just another example of what he can bring to the table, how he can change that style of what we know. Uh, from the Wu Tang there, so pretty Tony. Facts, super facts. And uh, Ghostface, I remember getting stuck out in Blaine one time and just played that album. Like I waited the entire bus ride listening to to Pretty Tony, but that was one of my favorite albums. I even like went to um, um, Fifth Element like years later. Just to buy that album on CD. Oh, biscuits. It is great. Uh, I'm going to go 27. Shauna's worth the wait. Ooh, and I'm going to go 16. Uh, Fabulous is real talk. Ooh. Okay, I got to check out. Which shot was this her debut album? Yes, it was. Did this have uh the Twista song along with that? No, that was um Undisturbing the Pieces RPM compilation album. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. I mean, I love Shauna, I mean, represents Shy Town, I, I love the connection. Uh, cousin. Oh, is she the sister? No, cousin uh, to a guy I went to high school with. You know, of course, buddy guy being her her dad as well. Again, a, a 
Chicago, you know, blues legend there. But Shauna, I like, I like how she can rap fast. I actually saw her, uh, obviously, with um, at a Ludacris concert, and they put her on the spotlight, and and, and they said, okay, she's gonna do RPM, and she kind of like messed up on, you know, probably the the second verse there. And, you know, the crowd didn't boo. Like, they were like, oh. And then she was just like, hey, give me one more shot. We're like, yeah. And then she just killed it. And the, and the audience just went bananas. Um, but, no, I mean, I, I, I like Shauna and all. But, like you were saying with Lloyd Banks, which I was listening to quite a bit as well. I was listening to Real Talk um, on repeat on my Zoom, if you will. Um, to me, this had a lot of great, great hits that weren't even singles. You know, I believe, uh, was it, did, did, uh, did the dream produce a few songs on this album? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I I didn't really dig that far into it, but that's a really good question. Because I know they, they collaborated a bit. You know, Scott Storch was a big thing, you know, kind of back then as well. He dealt a lot with Fabulous. Uh, Breathe, of course, you know, kind of being the big, big song. But, I mean, to me, I, I love Fabulous. I am a, a Fabulous fan. I was kind of bummed when tickets were like $900 to see him during Super Bowl weekend. Uh, but if he's ever at the Myth or anything, that is a show I would try to go to, even though I heard you, you really don't get too much Fabulous uh, at a live show. So, um, but I'm sure I'll take that gamble one way or not. Uh, Gangsta, another uh, good song uh, off that album. A lot of good stuff. I'm going to go fabulous. Mm, yeah, I, I, I would too. Um, was that Breathe? Breathe was on there too on yep. Real Talk and like a few others. But yeah, I remember that. And, yep. All right. Match number seven. Number two. Twenty-nine. Uh, okay, Eminem's Encore and Eric Sermon's Chilltown, New York. Ooh, Mr. Green Eyes himself. Uh, mm. EPMD, a you know, I mean, when you think of New York hip hop, EPMD definitely comes to mind. I mean, I was a huge fan of Def Squad as well. Him. Uh, Red Man and uh, good God, why can't I think of the third person? Who was the third person? Keith Murray. Keith um, Murray. Keith, um, oh yes. I don't know why I got super excited, but Death Squad was my shit. I I, I enjoy uh, the Green Eye Bandit for sure. Uh, Encore again. This is kind of when I started, you know, kind of falling out of with Eminem. Um, you know, of course, that had ass like that, that had a mockingbird. Um, for me, you know, kind of the uh, the D12 stuff, RIP proof, um, was, you know, always a highlight for me when D12 was uh, would show up on the uh, on the Eminem albums here. Uh, Toy Soldiers, I was not a fan of. Mosh, eh. Yellow Brick Road, eh. Evil Deeds, eh. Never Enough is cool. My first single, I love it. That's when Eminem is great, tongue-in-cheek, satire, just rips everyone to the core. But for me, this was definitely one of the weakest albums. Uh, and again, kind of the downfall for Eminem. So I'm going to go the Green Eye Bandit and Eric Sermon. Whoa. <laughs> uh, of course so. All right. <laughs> Man number eight. <laughs> It did. 
It, it, it totally did. was a shitty, <laughs> shitty album. <laughs> and then I saw him live like that year, and I was like, "Wow, this is gross." <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I'm glad that he's doing okay now, but we yeah. almost lost him. Sure. Oh, I got to pick numbers. Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to go, I'll go 32. 32. And... Young Bucks straight out of cash bill. Oh, tight. Um, and I am also going to go number one. We'll book and this shit. Oh, Twister's Kamikaze. Oh, why did I book and that shit? Um... <laughs> Both good just like, just like I, I was saying with Lloyd Banks earlier, man. Lloyd Banks was a fr- uh, breath of fresh air, you know, kind of after that, that huge year uh, 50 and G-Unit had. But there was just something, you know, that I was like, when I would listen to G-Unit, I was like, man, 50, 50 straight, you know, it is great. He's, uh, you know, kind of a step up. But Young Buck was the wild card that just had that that southern fire. You know, he just kind of came with it. He gave no Fs. Like you said last week, he was signed to what label? And, you know, he kind of became a free agent. Um, oh, shoot. Um, I thought he was signed with Rock. Rockefeller, actually. Whoa, that's even crazier. Like right before G Unit? Oh, before I'm sorry, before G Unit he was with um uh Young Money or Cash Money. He was that, with Cash, Cash Money. Money. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay, awesome, awesome. Uh what's not awesome is this damn decision. I mean, straight out of cash well, obviously I mean you have your obvious, you know, fifth or G Unit, you know, kind of uh appearances on here. But damn, I mean, Welcome to the South, I remember quite a bit. Let me in, I'm a soldier, fight a hustler. These were good These were good songs. I thought this was a really good kind of debut for him. Strong showings from him and Lloyd Banks. But I'm from Chicago, Kyle. I'm all about the twist of the do or dies, the crucial conflicts, the twisters, the kamikazes, hell, slow jams was blowing up on Power 92 WGCI 107.5 out in Chicago uh, during this time. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we had Jazzy Faye. We had Overnight Celebrity, again, also with Kanye West. Um, even with uh, Mute R. Kelly, So Sexy was a great song because you're like, why is Twister singing about So Sexy? But it worked. I love the song Higher. I remember I had like three versions off my Kazaa, um, the song with Ludacris on there, and each version was definitely different. Um, damn, this is tough. Snoopin's a great song. Uh, I played the shit out of this song. I will uh, forever. God, man. Do you want to flip a coin? No. Because I can, I can give you the deciding factor. Um, I would just put Kamikaze, to be honest with you. I mean, Young Buck had... Uh, Straight Outta Cashville did have Bang Bang. It did have um, what is that song about falling in line and and blah 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 whatever. Like, I ain't gonna dope. Um, but Kamikaze I can recite way more. 
Uh, Drinks was good. One More Time was good. Overnight Celebrity was good. The introduction was good. Um, 24 was good. Like, like, see, and I just just gave you, like, almost the entire playlist. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I, I in my head I knew I was gonna say uh kamikaze. I just I didn't wanna uh bury Lloyd Banks and Young Buck kind of on the on the in the first round there. But um do we both agree Hunger for More is better than uh, straight out of Cashville? Yes. Or since it's conflicting styles, it's just a mutual upgrade from, from what Curtis was doing at that time. <laughs> I would probably say that, but I, I feel like Hunger for More is a better album than Straight Out of Cashville. And if anybody disagree, feel free to call in. <laughs> uh, yeah, three four seven eight five seven ten sixty. Rest in peace, Vader. Here first, Kamikaze. <laughs> Kamikaze <laughs> with the win. Uh, I'm gonna go with the next one. We are gonna go thirty one, and then we are also going to go. We're going to go eight. All right. So Snoop Dogg's Rhythm and Gangsta, the Masterpiece. Okay. Uh, goes up against Mob Deep's America's Nightmare. Ooh. Why does that Snoop Dogg album sound like, like he's still signed with No Limit? Really? I thought that was one of his best albums. No, like, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, like the song, the the album title sounds so oh, like he's with no limit. The rhythm and gangster, the masterpiece. Yeah, I thought those. Were, I mean, all of his albums are weird. Like, what was his last one? I don't know, like weird shit. But the I gospel thought that was one? one of his best albums. The gospel one. Well, that, okay, maybe that's not so weird. But the one before that one with sexual eruption and. Oh, that shit was tight. It, I love that video. Wasn't it? Wasn't it another one called like Kool Aid? It was. Like, why would you just call it Kool Aid? <laughs> oh know. man! Weird. Um, By the way, would you choose Spotify or Apple Music? Help me make a decision. I I would choose Apple Music. I've never tried Spotify. I hear it's pretty much the same. So, really? but I, I I I have I bought a, I've just probably thousands of dollars of stuff on Apple my iPod back in the day because I would ride public transportation to work for like two years. Um, so I kind of keep Apple Music because of, of all my library, essentially. So I can that listen to, to Def Squad and, and Rhythm and Gangster so I can get the girls to drop it like it's hot. Of course, we're going to go Snoop Dogg, Rhythm and Gangster. That is facts. Um, I don't remember America's Nightmares all that much. Like, like I do, but I don't. So I mean, I, I love Mob Deep, but yeah, this wasn't uh, this wasn't their their earlier work here. Again, kind of you know one of one of their final albums. Was this their G Unit album, or was that a few years later? That was a few years later, after they done got done beefing and everything else. Man, they they produced some bangers on that stuff, or I should say, Dre did it. Number six. And number 11. Uh, Dilated People's Neighborhood Watch and Slum Village's Detroit Deli. Whoa, this is your, uh, I would say this is your Sophie's Choice. Am I, am I right? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I like I really wanted these to like both make it. Do you want me to uh mulligan? But there's no, there's one more. There's one more album I want to there's two more albums I want to pass through, so we'll see where it goes. <laughs> Whew. This is tough. I like dilated peoples in quite a bit. Um you know who's crazy enough though to like get me into them? With Kanye West. Oh, because of uh, This Way? Which yeah. I that and then after the, that, uh... I was like, I like bought a few of their older albums. I remember after I heard uh, This Way. And I was like, damn, this shit is like, it changed my mind. Like, I was like, this this is some good stuff. This is, you know, hip hop in its purest form. Um, Slum Village, you know, kind of the same thing. You know, of course, I heard a few, you know, here and there. I, I'm not as... Um, educated on on Slum Village as I am dilated people. Um, uh, my thing then is, if I have this, can I forward this pick to you? Since this means so much. No. Why would you put that pressure upon me? That's not fair. <laughs> Man, no, I'm, I'm going to have to go... Uh, I mean, Neighborhood Watch... Had some pretty decent cuts. My way was, or this way was on there. Um, Some Village had Detroit Deli, but however, it was more of a underground, soulful type of thing. Um, I'm I'm still not going to give you a choice, but if I, I'll tell you who I would choose after. I, I I'll go Dilated Peoples. Dilated Peoples, that's fair. I I probably I probably would have chose Some Village to be honest, but. I know, I know. Dilated you do love some village. I'm, I'm sorry. I do. I love some village. But like I said, there's two more albums that I kind of want to make the cut, make the cut. But nonetheless, this is pretty. It's been pretty spot on. Um, I would not. I'm not angry at any of these except for match ten, because some village. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, R.I.P. Uh, match eleven. Number, number double deuce. Okay. Mad villain, mad villainy. Oh shit! Good album there. I am also yeah. then going to go. Did I do number three yet? No. Nope. Number three. <laughs> Dang it! Uh, CeeLo Green's uh, Green Soul Machine. This one is gonna break me like. <laughs> this wasn't the two albums However, this was one of them um, One of these two was one of them um, I do I How, do remember enjoying this album I, I like CeeLo You know, obviously we're, we're paying more attention to the music More so than outside of the music Agree um, I I like Kilo. Oh man, I, I'm sorry. Matt Dillon had some cuts though, man. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna I, lie. I, I'm, like, I'm gonna have to go with Cowboy. I'm going Matt Dillon. I like Kilo. Yeah. I'm going America's Mad Most Wanted. Like, there's a lot of good tracks on there, but Kilo Green, like that music, like it's. Have you ever like had an album where you just sat and focused to like the jazz or the instrumentals behind it and the vocals? Mm-hmm. Like he wouldn't even really sing much. He was scat. 
And it was just yep. like, you had some lyrics because he had the uh, the uh, don't mess with me because I ain't messing around track with the gunshots. But like even then, that was that was more artistic than it was even like a a, a warning shot, you know. Like so, I feel like this CeeLo Green is the Green Soul Machine was extru- like way like probably the most artistic album on this list. Um, and so that's a bummer for me to see it get knocked out. But I'm not mad at Mad Villain because that was my album of of this year. Um, I listen to that the the most more than anything, and just the fact that you hear MF Doom over a Madlib beat, like, is just insane. Like MF Doom can produce his own too. That's why you get special uh, herbs and yep. spices and metal fingers and all those instrumental tracks, and and even the stuff that he does with M Food, which is self produced, and um, even Victor Vaughn, his uh, alter ego, um, which I believe was in. 2003's um, set. So, like, not mad at it, but I really wanted to see CeeLo Green make the 16. Ah, well, no big deal. <laughs> no, I... I that's like, the, that's the musically, toughness of it. It's, it, it is, and, and it, like you said, the Green Soul Machine is, is an album, like you said, you can just play, relax, and just kind of chill. You know, you can play it with companies over. You know, it, it, it's a feel-good album. It's one, like you said, you can kind of study. But Mad Villain, I mean. Next, yeah. next up. Sorry, I <laughs> broke your heart, Kyle. Uh, I'm okay. going to go number uh, <laughs> number 15. Jim Jones and... on my way to church. Oh, man. Uh, and that's not in a good way. And I'm going to go number. <laughs> Am I all done with the single digits, by the way? Uh, yes. So I am going to go number 12. The Roots Tipping Point. The Roots Tipping Point, for sure. I'm a massive Black Thought fan. <laughs> I am. I mean, I think musically, no one can touch the Roots. Uh, I mean, they're, they have a daily gig, Kyle. They are that masterful as a, a group, as an orchestra. Um, of course, you know, I, I, I've enjoyed them, you know, kind of in the late nineties, but for me, what was a, a, an incredible album that I got to see was Jay-Z's unplugged because he had the roots band as the backup. And that's when I was like, wait, what you can do that? Like for me, that was a super group for that night for that album, which I still think is one of the classic Albums you could just sit and listen to the the audience of that, but but no tipping points. I mean, it, this is one of their, I, I would say one of their most revered albums. Um, yeah, for sure. This is when they were you know kind of coming out, you know, with and they always had social, you know, aspects to their music. But this was definitely, I mean, it's a name, <laughs> you know, for <laughs> for God's sakes. But I mean, you know. This was a, a great album. Quest Love, you know, just he's always on point, no pun intended, when it comes to producing, you know, the Roots and the Roots crew. And, and like I said, Black Thought, one of the most underrated. I don't know how his reputation is seen, um, but to me, one of the more underrated MCs, uh, especially out um, out east. But uh, yeah, Black Thought to me is just the best. And, and I would say tipping points. Over uh over Jim Jones, whatever garbage that is. 
Woo. On my way to church was pretty good. I got lie. But the Roots Tipping Point was my breakout album, um, and that's what made me become a fan. So, not mad at that. Got three more left. Match number well four. Sorry, match number thirteen. Um, I am going to go number seventeen. All right, Jean Grey's this week, which uh, is a female artist. Yep. Shouts yep. to her doing her thing on Blacksmith with uh, Talib Kweli. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Number nineteen for the apartment. Oh. Most Deaf, uh, The New Danger. Ooh. That one sucks. <laughs> I like Jean Grey. I, I guess I'm not too familiar with that Most Deaf album. Uh, that had Champions Requiem, or Requiem, Regime. Jesus, I don't know why I can never say that right. Champions Regime, uh, The Panties, Sex, Love, and Money, um, Bed-Stuy Rock. Like, it, it, was, it was a really good album. Honestly, it was most it was extremely underrated. Ooh, I Jean Grey. Jean Grey um had some really good joints on there. I remember for sure one was Love Song where she just talks about meeting up with this guy and he's hard working and she's not understanding it, but she's like, you know, forget him. Like if she don't if you don't got time for me, I'm just gonna cheat. And she was like, I regret it doing it now, but that's just the cost you make of, of being an adult. Like, mm-hmm. you live and you learn. You fuck up. And uh, I thought that was that was a really good joint, but Most Def had a lot. Most Def it is. Fair I meant enough. to say most definitely you are correct, but I botched <laughs> that. Botched that for show, but it's all G. Because <laughs> okay. I put most on most. The, uh, oh man, most deaf. It's the whitest thing you've ever done. I know. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we do the drinking age legality? I don't know what I'm. Twenty one. Do we do twenty one uh, yet? No, that is Ja Rule's. R U L E. And do we lose you? Oh, oh. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> twenty-one. What? What else is there? Uh, you got. There's three 30, numbers remaining, right? Okay, thirty. Uh, thirty, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-eight, and twenty-three. I'm gonna go twenty-five. Ludacris's red light district. Brown, brown out. Um, that was the one with the uh, Austin Powers gimmick, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. And uh, Blueberry Yum Yum and Red Light District, of course. Or Get Back. My bad. Oh, that song's tight. Arlem right, just checking R-U-L-E. Wonderful it was an R Red song, New York. Yeah. R-U-L-E. 
What? He had Chink Santana on this album. Um, I don't know. Like I, like I always say, early job rule is good job rule. Um, but Red Light District, if I remember, did that have the potion on that too? Yeah. I remember what blew my mind is uh, that Jay-Z uh, uh, movie came out. Um, like right before his retirement and they were going, Timbaland was going over beats with him and that happened to be one of them. Like they were listening just to see what he wanted on the album. And that was, uh, that came up and Jay was like feeling it. Then he was like, ah, what's next? And then hearing it on Luda's album, I was like, wait, I know this. What's, what's going on? Um, uh, just because I really, really despise Jeff Atkins because uh, he's an asshole and a douchebag, uh, by default, not Luda's strongest album, but Get Back is a fun song for sure. Uh, I'm going to have to go Ludacris. Fair enough. does have the potion. Tight. You would have win Ja Rule on that because of uh, no. J-Lo? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Number thirty. Uh, and all right. What are my remaining options, good sir? Uh twenty-four, twenty-eight, and twenty-three. Twenty-eight, please. Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh Kanye West is college dropout for thirty. Okay. Versus high respects dancing tiger, which has uh Fives on there. If you remember Harold and Kumar, um, and also uh, Hip Hop Mondays for, <laughs> for five mics. Are you are you ready for the upset? Uh, sure. Because it's not gonna happen. College dropout all day. A seminal <laughs> album. An album <laughs> that not only propelled Kanye West into the widest widest sphere. Um, but just, I remember hearing, um, uh, one summer, uh, just on, on Power 92, it was probably even the spring, and they were like, hey, Chicago producer is also with Rockefeller, Kanye West, check this out. I was like, oh, okay, tight. And then I was like, yada, yada, months went by, MTV picked it, picked it up, you know, late summer, you know, started becoming like a, a main thing. Then, of course, you know, it all went off from there and from beginning to end. I mean, Spaceship, uh, Jesus Walks, uh, Get Em High, a fucking fantastic song, beat, just fun. New workout plan. No contest, man. College dropout. 24 and 23 to finish it off. Oh, Merz is 316, the Ninth Wonder Edition, and T.I.'s Urban Legend. Ah, definitely no king. Um, wait, didn't we have sounders for this? <laughs> uh, I mean, we have music. Did we play it? That was after break. Based on the script here. Oh, touche. Um, damn it. Wait, huh? To the <laughs> oh, well, that script's crazy. The mantra. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All like, right, man. We didn't hear that. Um, 
What was that second song again? Uh, T.I.'s on Urban Legend? Um, no, I thought... uh, of the clips that were supposed to play. I forgot what it was. But, um, ah, that's tough. Again, I... I'm going to go Urban Legend. I love Murs. Damn. Let me think. Let me think. Whoa, that's crazy. Um, did I mention Tonight. about T.I. before he got arrested for those gun charges from the uh, BET Awards like a week before? Whoa. Did you say stay free, brother? I should have, but he also, you know, came on at 12.15 and left the stage at 12.50. Nope, <laughs> I, I'm going with Murs. I I had to think about it. I, I, I think King is T.I.'s best album. His his first one with 24s is also very good, but I, I really enjoy Urban Legend, though, too. Bring them out. Um, I mean, that first nine tracks, I would say, is a great great EP and you know there's kind of a you know some skippables you know kind of there but like with me Murs is Murs Murs is just he's so complex he's so good he's so fun um I'm going Murs alright cause Rain and Walk Like a Man were my two top two tracks of that album um and it is actually my breakout album of Murs uh, it was the first one I listened to um, had no idea who neither of these two were. Didn't even know Night One was hustle? part of Little Brother. I want yes. to say, was that the one with? Yeah, okay, yeah, and definitely. Not the yeah, John Cena remix. No, because <laughs> <laughs> he was that and Bad Man. He was featured on both of those. But I did like that Cena song he did with Bumpy Knuckles, where he was part of the A Team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was it called was Bad Man. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. I didn't mind that track. I I didn't like Cena's, or I didn't mind his delivery. I thought he got off on that. But other than that, actually, I have that album. (laughs) (laughs) I did did buy the CD with the spinner belt. Yes, yes, I did not. (laughs) That might be in uh, 2005's... Summer rap bracket. Damn, that shit came out in 05. I think so. Like 05, 06. Yeah, I want to say 05. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be in the top 16 for sure. Can't see me. <laughs> Good God, I hope so, not. So there it is. We have our 16. We have uh, Jada Kiss's Kiss of Death, uh, Little John's Crunk Juice, Jedi Mind Tricks, um, well, MF Doom, Ghostface, Fabulous, Eric Sermon, Twista, Snoop Dogg, Dilated Peoples, Mad Villain, The Roots, Most Def, Ludacris, Kanye, and Murs. That's a pretty good How 16. Did I do that? Okay. They're good. You did good. There's a What's few heartbreakers in there, but I honestly would have had to oh, yell or a couple of these myself, to be honest. Say so what? Ooh. Well, what's a couple surprises? Um, not necessarily surprises, just a couple of heartbreakers, I will say. Um, most Def and Jean Grey, I didn't want to put them two together, but that's just to pick it a draw. Um, 
Obviously, I mentioned Seagull Green being knocked out was was kind of a bummer. Um, I am glad that the Roots beat Jim Jones. Um, I will say, Jedi Mind Trick going over Cameron was a pretty shocking one. That's for sure. That was definitely the that upset of the night. <laughs> uh, it was definitely the upset, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't know. I like it. You know what else I liked? Two, uh, well, I guess one of them wasn't a surprise, but two albums dropped this past weekend, Kyle. Do we have anything for this gimmick? We do not. But talk about, um, we, we knew Nasir was coming out. You know, Nas's, you know, EP with Kanye. Did they do that shit in Wyoming, too? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't even remember a, a opening party. I just remember him dropping, like, the track list and stuff, like, a few days before. And then it came out, and we was like, thanks, Nas. And he's like, y'all welcome, Queensbridge. And then, like, hopped in a helicopter and flew away. And flew away. Yeah. The world is yours. Don't forget, guys, get yourself a house just for getting busy. Um, I love the Slick Rick sampling on the the second uh, track. Kind of a a companion piece for This Is America, Cop Shot the Kid, um, which Kanye is on the track as well. I loved hearing the and the uh, You Can Hate Me Now kind of, you know, megaphone, you know, type of, uh, you know, kind of voice in the background. Uh, for the uh, the the first track, not radio, which uh, again I like. I I enjoyed the whole album. Bonjour um, was really great. Simple things. I I think from from one to seven, this is definitely one of the strongest albums. But I think you know, kind of the the Kanye you know production fest. I I, I haven't really seen a week one per se. Um, this is just a nice continuation of uh, you know good music, if you will. Um, you know, kind of another cruel summer 2018. Um, and this is just a nice continuation. So, um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. What are your thoughts, uh, kind of on the album here? Um, the fact that it's seven tracks, that's a con. Yep. Other than that, like, I didn't really mind it. Um, well, I shouldn't say I really didn't mind. I actually enjoyed it a lot. Um, I enjoyed the outro, which was like track seven. I enjoyed the slick rig join the beginning. Um, I like there's a lot I enjoyed. I even enjoyed the Kanye singing on the hook for a couple of his of his <laughs> songs. So like I didn't mind it. Overall I get to pass again, like seven tracks you can't what are you gonna do? You you gonna rate how are you gonna rate it out of five stars when it's seven tracks? So like it's it gets pass or fail and it gets pass. I like that grading system. You're you're totally right. Because, I mean it's definitely worth a listen. I think you're like you're saying you're going to get hooked. Like he hooks you right away. I mean, I was hooked when I heard Sean Gomes. I was like, "What? Okay, I'm I'm all in now." Um, and not just coming on again. It, this was the Nas I I like. You know, kind of back in the day. He's he's aggressive. He has a lot to say. You know, kind of what's going on. You know, this is you know kind of the you know the the music that we need. At the current moment. Yeah. And also, Beyonce apparently thought we needed her uh, her her first hip hop album, her Houston getting crunk album. I, I would say this is Beyonce's coming out party. 
as a rapper, even though she has rapped before, but uh, the Carters dropping everything is love. Of course, the, the masterful artistic uh, video for Ape Shit, which it's a fun song. Um, but what did you think? I mean, this is primarily a kind of a Beyonce featured rap album, is it not? Showcase uh, your skills. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was weird. Um, I actually didn't mind it. I mean, like her and Rihanna both, like, are pretty interesting singers known as rappers. Like that, I don't know that Wait a Minute song. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's with Pharrell and Rihanna and question mark. But Rihanna had a second verse, and I'm like, dang, that's tight. Like, oh, you. And Beyonce, I'm not surprised. Jay-Z probably coached her. Yeah, probably, I, mean, I turned her a couple her times. To learn from. <laughs> I know the words, Sean. Ah, getting choked out. <laughs> that's not funny. I shouldn't make. I'm sorry. I just, I just referenced the movie a lot because it's a movie. <laughs> and I mean, did re- I turn a really elbow drop Tina Turner like that? Like, come on. Like, he didn't test the elbow before laying it down. Of course. He Who did. does that? It was Ike. Ike Turner did. True. <laughs> like, what was that? Did you see that video I posted with that dude doing a Boston Crab in a UFC fight? Like, no way in hell is that physically possible in a UFC yeah. fight. So something about that was worked. <laughs> Has to be like, oh, dude, like, I'll take an L for the sake of publicity. I thought it was a tight shoot. Um, <laughs> what, do you think this is a fitting end for the trilogy? Um, the the turmoil uh, of the Carters, you know, of course, starting with uh, Lemonade uh, two years ago, was still the best album of which was a work. Twenty years. Um, that was and a then, of course, four forty four. The response. Which is then, of course, now they are together. Everything is love. Um, I like 713. I like Summer. You know, it kicks off really well. Black Effect. You know, it's kind of like a roller coaster of, of kind of, you know, production, um, which it works. But again, this is just a lot. Um, and, and I'm fine with it. You know, uh, this was a different album. I was expecting something a little eh, but I like how it's it differy. It, it defers itself. Um, kind of more so than what they generally do for their joint songs, if you will. You know, so I mean, I, I appreciated Beyonce taking a different, um, a different role, or you know, and, and Jay Z, you know, he he would maybe do a verse or so, but it was primarily Beyonce kind of getting, you know, at least at least two spots per song there, and and you know, I thought the production was nice. It kind of kept with flow of how the four forty four. Um, production kind of went there, but uh, I I enjoyed it. I I want to give it another listen, um, and uh, you know I'm I'm sure I will be seeing the album at least uh, half of it uh, come on the run too this upcoming August. Interesting. Uh, I think it's all work anyway. To be honest, like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we said that Which, when Lemonade came out, you know, it's just it's obviously pinpointing to something. And then when four forty four forty four came out, I was like, okay, well, obviously it's pointing to something. And then this dropped, <laughs> and I was like, oh, they got a tour. <laughs> it all makes sense. Yes, they pretty much okaded everybody into thinking that the relationship was in shams or there's shade being thrown. But it's like, nah, we're just really good at making music. 
We planned it. <laughs> we got your money. Oh, yeah. J Bay 2020. JB21. <laughs> is that what it is? 2020? Next next presidency thing. Oh, election. No. Oprah, man. Oprah and really? Bernie Sanders. They're going to tear that shit down. Um, what other uh, album songs, whack tracks kind of came out this past week here, Kyle? Um, man. Honestly, I haven't really listened to anything weak because I just tried to put my focus onto uh, Nas and and the J Bay collection, J Rock as well, which wasn't a, which was a really good album um, that was came it, out I, I, on Friday. That's on my list. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, nothing. Nothing in the yeah, news. But, not, Black China's not calling out her two baby daddies. Nothing like that. Well, ugh, God no. But rest in peace um, to uh, XXX. Like I, <laughs> I honestly, and like people are like good riddance, which is which is really messed up. But I just think it's messed up that like a twenty-year-old had to die. Like that's still a kid. Like, I, you know what I mean? A twenty-year-old had to die. Whether he was caught slipping, quote unquote, a sacrifice based on his last post, um, point blank, period, a twenty-year-old had to die, um, and I, I don't know what it was worth, but it, it just sucks. And I wasn't a fan of his music, um, but I think it's just heartbreaking that the way it went down. Hmm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's unfortunate. I mean, I don't you know know who that that artist is. Looks like he was one of the the tattooed uh, rappers of of this time. Um, yeah, I mean, just just kind of gunned down down in Texas, right? Yeah, um, I believe he was at a either a clothing store or, or a shoe store like one or two or like that or he was just by himself somewhere like and just happened to get gunned down just got shot and he was in a coma it lasted for like two days I believe before finally passing on in the morning wow well <laughs> yeah um, like it's, it's sad yeah, I mean that's uh, it's, it's tough it's yeah that's I don't know. I, I like I said, I'm not too familiar with them. It sucks when someone, you know, kind of gets gunned down like that, you know. So, you know. Yeah. Um, and as you just be, just be nice to your women. That's all <laughs> I gotta say. Yeah, man. And that was another thing I was gonna bring up was um, six nine. God, the disrespect. Um, was in Chicago. Well, obviously police escorted, but it was rolling around in Chicago, and decided to take Chief Keith's baby mama out. Or clothes and shoes and pretty much said said that if you're not going to take care of her then I will um people out in New York man they're bonkers like 50 Cent was known for the troll game uh Takashi 69 passing on the torch uh he's going to get snuffed though yeah because Chief Keith will murder you even though that guy <laughs> should 
be in prison forever. That is true. Um, especially men, like that still grossed me out. Like, what are you doing giving a, a five year old five hundred dollars? For what? For what? Yeah. For what? And then yeah. you and then you give the grandma a hundred. Like Okay. But then like he wasn't even trying to give the grandma a hundred. Like he gave her five hundred for the cameras, like, Oh, here's five hundred. Here you go. Right? Like counted it out, like gave it to her and it was like, All right, everybody, peace. Like what? That that really that really disturbed me. You know, it's also disturbing, Post Malone having three songs in the top 25 hot 100 singles on Billboard. Yeah, two of them was in the top 10 last week, um, which, whatever. Um, <laughs> is it sad, I, I Kyle, is it sad that I know maybe two songs on this top 10? Um, one of them's a really shitty song because Florida Georgia Line is a really shitty whatever they are. I don't even want to call them a band. What do they do? Just country? Yeah, like they did that Nelly song. They get rappers. Someone oh. named it like, uh, what was it? Like hip hop country? Like they had a name where it was like a hybrid name, and I was like, oh my god, they're totally right. Um, which is sad. But yeah, I don't know what a Zed is. I mean, I know who Zed is, but I've never heard of the middle uh, Ariana Grande. I've heard that song. LMI, Boot Up. Is that a good song? I don't know. Juice World. Do people not spell words out anymore? Um, Lucid Dreams. Maroon 5 with Cardi B. Yuck. Cardi B has a song. Yuck. Drake has two songs, which, I mean, nice for what's okay. I prefer the video more so than the song. I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> That's fair. You know what else is fair? We're going to see who got beat down this past week. We'll get Kyle's uh, take on Superfly, the, the um, kind of a retelling, if you will, of the 70s classic. Shout out to Curtis Mayfield. Um, but we'll get back. We'll be back in two. We got some reviews on tag. Incredibles two. We might be going like we did on WrestleCast last night. Go go about almost four hours. I'm kidding. But we're gonna be back with some reviews. They're gonna be fast and furious, just like Kyle rushing to the Jurassic Kingdom. Don't go away. Missing out on an awesome Uh-oh. show sucks. SeatGeek is an app that lets you track your favorite artists and notifies you when they announce new shows nearby. You can even connect your favorite music services so that you never miss out again. SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets. Fan of pro wrestling like we are? We got you covered. From WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, Lucha Underground, All Japan, and more. We're talking the highs and lows in pro wrestling. Heck, we're even giving you people from the Okadas and Omega. We're even talking the Bone Soldiers and Enzo Amoris. Sorry, Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network.
Okay. I'm going to get that jersey for Steven. Oh, that Michigan sweatshirt is perfect for Susie. Ryan is going to love this hat. Fanatics.com has great gifts for all the sports fans in your life. Go to Fanatics.com right now and get free shipping and up to 10% cash back on absolutely everything. Every sport, every team. Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil. And I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing Eight Count Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing Eight Count Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Alexa? Call Ashley. Yeah, it's about time you call that girl. No, no, no. He just talked to that girl two hours ago. You gotta let love marinate. Put love in that bag to marinate. Mmm, love gonna be in that bag like, mmm, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. What? And then after it marinates, no, no. you're gonna pull it out. Jamie, who's Alexa? Say it. Say it, Jamie. You Alexa. That's right. I'm Alexa. Thanks, guys. But I'll take it from here. Shake 'em up, shake 'em up, shake 'em up, shake 'em. Roll the dice, watch me break 'em. Come on. In 1971, Harlem was the epicenter of black culture. It was really what Atlanta is today. Hip hop is hip hop. They start out breakdancing, ain't nobody breakdancing no more. They are stretching and mixing, ain't nobody doing that more. You gotta evolve with the game. The music is called trap. It just got a certain swag to it. Everyone's in Atlanta. It's the mecca for music. As far as style and, and influence and culture, Atlanta's got the juice right now. This is the new melting pot. It's the new poppin' scene. It represents self-made. Superfly is about the hair, the fashion, the women, and the cars. It's all a part of the look. That's super fly. Well, I hope y'all don't create a whole new generation of pimps. <laughs> Got my first job when I was 11. Worked every day since. Built one thing on another. Saved, studied. I gave people jobs when there were no jobs. Moved the operation from my living room to the church basement, from there to an old garage. Now I got operations all over the city. Cause that was American dreams all about. You can walk on me, baby. You can walk on me. You can walk on me. Money comes easy. Keeping it, that's all. Power never stopped a bullet. No car can outrun fate. But if you can play the game by your own rules and win, that's super fly. You can walk on me, baby. You can walk on me. You can walk on me, baby. You can walk on me now. You can walk on me, baby. 
Take a drive. You can walk on me. This is the moment fans around the world have been waiting for. It's time! Yeah, baby. Welcome to the box office beat down. Man, welcome back to the pop culture. So, decides the mad villainy himself, Alex Mello, alongside Half Pine Kyle Adams. I'm feeling very MF Doom right now, Kyle. I'm getting a facial rejuvenation face mask on right now. Thoughts? Fancy. Um, you gotta have a brew, and then you're you're that dude. <laughs> Shout out to MF Doom, man, for for uh, coming up with that opening line off of uh, Blazing Saddles. <laughs> I didn't even know that was the uh, the song. So, like, you know, in the scene of Blazing Saddles, they're like, well, "Why don't you sing some? Uh, why don't you sing as a song?" And so that's when he does. Oh, um, so dope, totally. I, yeah, I get no kick from champagne. Alcohol doesn't throw me at all. So why shouldn't yeah. it be true? Did I get a kick? He says out of you in the song, but he changes it to out of brew. But still, MF Doom, uh, not KMD, but uh, not as what is Sadad X, <laughs> but MF Doom, uh, the guy that wears the mask all day. He even he he kayfabes the hell out of that mask, man. Like like he stays true to the lucha roots with that mask. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> the lucha roots. I love it. Um, unfortunately, though, Kyle, a lot of people this past weekend was not feeling the reimagining of Superfly, which I, I was intrigued by. This looked like it could be a fun movie. Michael K. Williams, um, you know, kind of in, in this film as well. Kind of, it looks like a get rich or die trying, you know, kind of, you know, remake as well. Um, but I, I think this is on point. Any of your, anyone you know kind of checked out this movie this past weekend? Mm, I heard Superfly was really good, to be honest. Um, for some reason, it didn't even didn't even make the top five, which is pretty boo boo. Um, other than that, I told you about the Netflix movie I saw, which I thought was okay. It wasn't bad. <laughs> uh, Superfly only getting about uh, a little over eight million since its opening um, last Wednesday, but. Uh, only about halfway of kind of what the uh, projected budget was um, of $16 million. So I guess it's not too too bad there, Kyle. So hopefully this uh, this will definitely find a release, you know, kind of a uh, home video. Home video. Home video in 2018, of course, on your streaming services there. Uh, becoming at a number five, the movie that will not die because that's a good thing, Deadpool 2. Um Peter and all, $8.8 million in, in a, I would say, probably about a month full of release. And now $294 million domestically, Kyle. Um, and this is, ex, what, $700 million, you know, kind of dollars worldwide. So, again, uh, Deadpool, not as much as, as the original there, or I should say as the first one. Um yeah, just a tad under $700 million there. So, But it's the third biggest, um, you know, kind of in the X-Men franchise there. So behind, of course, the first Deadpool, 
in Days of Future Past, which is an excellent X-Men movie, by the way. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Deadpool 2, definitely. Do you think this will uh, surpass about three 315 domestic? Or you think this will lay low, kind of, uh, yeah, I'll probably have a J315. Uh, coming in at number four, a movie, unfortunately, that will not reach domestically $300 million because it's $100 million behind Deadpool 2 and all it separated was a week. Uh, Solo with another uh, paltry $9 million for its uh, fourth week in release. $192 million uh, since then. Little under $340 million worldwide. This movie definitely is rumored to lose uh, Disney some money, but uh, you know, with the way Marvel is bringing in that cash flow, homie, uh, I, I think they worry, but it's not going to be too big of a worry. Am I right? Yeah, I, I agree. I wouldn't say it's. I mean, these I mean, these entire numbers were kind of small, to be honest. So. Yeah, I mean, and I and this is a good movie. I stand behind Solo a lot. I still say, you know, if if you are able to still see it at a good theater, check it out. Check it out on a. It's probably not on Dolby Cinema anymore, but yeah, check it on a a pretty good quality theater chain like a Marcus or AMC. It, it's definitely worth uh, worth the track. I would even say weekend money. It's a fun time. You, it's a prequel. You know, Han Solo lives, obviously, since it's, you know, kind of in that time frame of episode four. So uh, it's it's fun. It's good to see Donald Glover hammered up. Um, L3 as his droid. Uh, I don't even want to say sidekick. It's definitely the partner. Um, you know, they, they are definitely uh, best with each other. And it, it's such a good movie. Please, please. Um, Kyle even enjoyed it, you know, not being a, a big Star Wars fan there, but definitely had a good time. So, um, yeah, please go check it out. Number three, uh, in its first weekend, uh, tag, uh, based off of a, you know, true event, you know, a group of friends that have been playing tag for 30 plus years. Um, this time, imagine the friends being, you know, Hollywood actors, but it's, it's a fun, a fun Great movie, which we'll talk to uh, talk about in a bit. But Jeremy Renner, John Hamm, Etta Helms, uh, of course, the always wonderful Hannibal Buress and Jake Johnson from New Girl, uh, kind of all get involved. And always Isla Fisher. How could I get Isla Fisher to play the MVP of the movie? Um, but uh, coming in at a little under fifteen million dollars, a little halfway of what the budget was, which I'm kind of surprised the budget was only at about thirty million. Uh, definitely uh, used their money and, and kind of stretched it out. Uh, I thought this was, would have been in the 50 to $60 million range, Kyle, especially with the actors. But uh, we'll get into it and see if I recommend it as weekend the money. Uh, as we did with, uh, as I actually didn't do last week with number two, um, in of Ocean's 8, uh, Debbie Ocean and, and the rest of the gang trying to go to the Met Gala and, and steal the diamonds of one and a half away there, even though she plays a different character, but you know, kind of the, the funness, you know, uh, pretty much paint by numbers retelling of the, uh, Steven Soderbergh, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, oceans 11. Uh, you know, it, it's fun at times for me. Everyone is really good. Sarah Paul is great. Hello. Helena Bonham Carter. Um, you know, Rihanna is, she's not bad few quips here and there. Kate Blanchett, a gem as always. Hell, Anne Hathaway, ha- uh, 
Anna Hathaway was even enjoyable um, in mm. this movie for me. And um, Sandra Bullock, uh, not so much, unfortunately. You know, I, I would think the lead would have been, you know, a little bit more, you know, on the watch. But but Kate Blanchett, thankfully, kind of took took that in there. But uh, coming in with under $20 million at $19.5 million, dropping about 50% from its opening weekend here. But... <laughs> Tracking better than Solo, $80 million uh, since it's uh, 10 days out at the box office there. But, uh, Kyle, getting over $116 million, uh, definitely surpassing the budget there. But uh, Tuesday matinee money, $5 Tuesday is what I recommend for that one. But a hearty, spoiler alert, weekend endorsement for sure. The Parr family is back, Kyle, and uh, with an incredible opening weekend here. Uh, surpassing 2016's uh, Finding Dory, which had a breakout uh, as well as record-breaking opening weekend of $135 million uh, for an animated film. Incredibles 2 crushed it with $180 million there. Um, The uh, 14-year long-awaited sequel to Brad Pird's masterpiece. Yes, masterpiece. I cannot wait till when the AFI does their one top 100 films, you know, probably in another 10 years or so, the Incredibles definitely will not only be on that list, but will be on the uh, kind of, I would say, hopefully on the top 50 there, Uh, but the Incredibles too, uh, breaking records. I mean, it's already beat the, um, the opening weekend for some of the Marvel films, uh, civil war being one of them. It beats his previous, uh, movie that he had with Disney with Tomorrowland, but I think a lot of movies did. Uh, this doubled and a half here, Kyle, the original opening weekend of um, The Incredibles back in 2004 with $70 million, which was actually quite a bit. Uh, but their total domestic um, gross from that year was at $261 million. Kyle, I'm pretty sure uh, Incredibles 2 will, will exceed that in the upcoming weeks here um worldwide i believe it got about 51 and a half million dollars so it's already kind of past the uh the rumored budget of about 200 million dollars kyle let's just break down into it i i had a good weekend of checking out films we were able to kind of you know do a sneak out to a late show, um, you know, kind of a little uh, date night there. Um, and it just was a fun time to see a good adult R-rated comedy. Blockers, uh, definitely a recommendation of this year, as well as Game Night, which I cannot endorse enough. And I will say I will add tag to those two films on on, on kind of what the adult comedy landscape can and should be. Here is Tag. Did you hear anything at all? No, I I was straight Mozart. Huh. Was that Beethoven? (laughs) That's true. Okay. But you can hear me though, right? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. You're like well, the Verizon I guy. I don't know if I should I send mean, you this picture. I look really yikes. 
Here, I re-uploaded it as I was like confused as to what's going on. But um, here's tagged. My my intro ain't as good as Alex's. Sorry about that. <laughs> hey guys, this is Jeremy Brenner. I want to uh, introduce the trailer to a movie called Tag. Mineral playing the game right now. So, oh, God, Susan, you take Jerry to be your husband. What's the difference between Episcopalian and Lutheran? Episcopalians don't eat fish. That's pescatarian. That's not a religion. They're all fanatics. I don't know. You, you may kiss the bride. I love you. Please tell me what's going on here. Our group of friends has been playing the same game of tag for 30 years. What? For the entire month of May, every year, we play tag. You never know when someone's going to pop up. Congratulations, buddy. You're it. Doing great, Anna. Our buddy Jerry, best that ever played. And now he wants to retire. Never been tagged. Just saying. So who's it? Can't touch this. Here we get Jerry. Can't touch this. Synchronize your watches. I don't know how to do that. I don't wear a watch. Time is a construct. Some couples go on cruises. Some couples go camping. Some couples go to strip clubs and have gangbangs. This is just what we love. This is our gangbang. Wow. It seems like the game has really kept you guys connected. All right. So good to see you. Come on. It's been a while since we've done this. This game has given us a reason to be in each other's lives. I think your dad would have really wanted you to be. Yeah. <laughs> Eat my, Eat my dick. dick. Balls. No, but ice cream. What? He knows I'm lactose intolerant. He's taunting me. That is such a cool song. Hey, Hannibal. Um, and we should totally, when we do a YouTube video, we totally need to do a uh, Eric Andre inspired five minute clip gimmick. <laughs> I thought about like how mad people would be if they pulled up to like a Taco Bell drive-through, and like I stood behind it, and then like when people would start ordering, like I would hop out like when they're like, "Is anything else?" and I'm like, "Yeah, and, like six uh, small tacos, two chalupas, and like see if people would freak out or not." I do miss Taco Bell. I will say that it is pretty delicious. Except you know what you know what's a healthier substitute for nachos, by the way, Kyle? Pork rinds. How is that? No carbs. Pork rinds is fried pigskin. No carbs. Throw chicken on there, veggies, sour cream. Oh, and have. Don't gain anything. Except muscle. No. <laughs> I do like pork rinds. Are you getting uh, are you getting the crackling ones or the? I get both. I get My grandma ones. likes those really hard, really hard, hard crackling ones. I like the oh, spicy, yeah. like soft ones. The 
Soft ones are good, yeah. but after like a half a bag, my stomach starts like ugh. But the the crackles, I I can eat that all day. That's my favorite with popcorn. in there. Oh, so good. I so love me good. some popcorn. <laughs> popcorn was oh my god, I remember that too. God, do you know what else I remember? <laughs> what you know about that okie dokie popcorn? That Jay's okie dokie from Chicago Ooh. with that yellow five. That's that good shit right there. Yeah. You know what else was some good shit, Kyle? The film tag, a I thought a hilarious from start to finish. Add a little, you know, kind of a heart to it as well. You know, a film about again one month every year in the month of May. Uh, these five friends, five, yeah, five friends, um, essentially are in a crazy, risky, uh, fantastic, fun game of tag. Of course, they all live in different cities, but of course, having this friendship, as they said, this tag game keeps them together. You know, it has them stay in each other's lives, no matter, you know, what kind of, you know, avenue that their lives, you know, in their adult years, you know, led them, you know, at where, well, I don't know what I'm saying right now, Kyle, <laughs> led them to where they're at, whether they're a, a successful, you know, manager of a Fortune 800 company as played by John Hamm or um, a crazy ass ninja plays by Jeremy Renner. Or a stoner uh, guy who pretty much got divorced and, uh, you know, is kind of resting on his laurels and played by, always it seems like, Jake Johnson. Or Ed Helms, uh, you know, kind of the the glue of the group that tries to keep everyone together. And Hannibal Burris just being Hannibal Burris, y'all. But Isla Fisher, uh, again, the MVP, I would say, of this film, playing the wife of Ed Helms, who's just as much into the game and intense you know, um, as as the five guys playing in it. Of course, unfortunately, she can't partake in it due to the rules that they made when they created this friendly game of tag, which, of course, no girls allowed, uh, taking it back to that little rascal's route. Um, but, of course, you know, it's just the, the ultimate time. You know, uh, Ed Helms, you know, gets the band together. Uh, you know, he, he assembles the Avengers because they have to go against Jerry, uh, played by Jeremy Renner, which... I'm a hit or miss, Kyle, on Jeremy Renner. Of course, Hurt Locker, he's awesome in. Um, you know, he's he's good. I'm not a huge fan of his Hawkeye, except in uh, Age of Ultron. I really did enjoy him in that film. Uh, a lot of good uh, zingers uh, with him, and especially the family subplot, which still makes no sense. Um, but, you know, I, I thought that elevated that character a little bit more. Um, but you know, American Hustle was the movie. I was like, okay, I get Jeremy Renner now. Um, and Tag, you know, just kind of showed his comedic chops a little bit more. But also, you know, in this film, when they're all trying to go for for the tag to try to go for Jerry, because that's always their goal is to you know kind of beat the king since he's gone. You know, the thirty plus years of never being tagged. Um, but it, it gets complicated, Kyle. He's getting married in the month of May and, and the guys were not invited to the wedding due to the fact that the bride was like, Hey, I don't want the wedding to get interfered with, with this game. But of course that does not stop the guys to, to tr- trying to keep their eye on the prize. Um, a lot of great gags, a lot of, of good scenes, um, people getting hit by cars, falling out of trees, just shenanigans all over John Hamm, I thought did a great job, you know, kind of being the, you know, kind of the voice 
of reason of the group, surprisingly. Um, Ed Helms, you know, I, I, I thought this was a, you know, kind of your, your same Ed Helms type role, but um, it was good to see him kind of not in, in like, uh, the movie with Owen and Wilson, Bastards. You know, the last couple of films just weren't, you know, the, the strong Ed Helms that we all know and enjoy from The Office. And, of course, uh, his time on, on The Daily Show there. But um, I thought this was a serviceable, a funny-ass film. I, I spent weekend money on this, Kyle. Uh, uh, what was it, $14 for a 1030 at night movie? Uh, but I thought it was worth every penny. There's a crazy subplot with Rashida Jones. She's kind of like the quasi-love interest. Um, but uh, it's it's a fun ride. Um, again, it's 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 a good story on friendship and, and just, you know, how important, you know, friends can be, you know, and how friends can essentially be your family. You know, like they always say, you know, you can't choose your family, but you can choose your friends. And, and this is definitely a good story of how a good bond can, can be everlasting, funny, heartfelt, enjoyable, definitely uh, worth a rewatch weekend money, Kyle. That's that. Fair enough. I, I wanted to, oh, I wanted to go see tag. Um, I always thought it looked good. Is it, is it better than uh, game night though? Woo, that's tough. Um, I'd have to see it again. Um, I like how too, um, how it all starts um, as well. Like John Hamm's being interviewed for the Wall Street Journal, and Ed Helms kind of comes in, and he, you know, they they go to no lengths on on trying to acquire the tag. Uh, you know, they'll be disguises. They will try to do something dangerous to create a version. Do anything. They will, you know, as you heard in the trailer there, crash a, you know, not crash a funeral, but go to their friend's dad's funeral and still make this, you know, it's it's no holds bar, which is fun. So this reporter is on this journey with them, and she was like, you know, yeah, you're all cool and all, you know, with the interview about, you know, John Hamm's character. And she was like, no, this is more fascinating. This game, this group of friends kind of continuing this. And so, you know, it's, it, like I say, it's, it's fun. I would say this is a, a good start for R-rated comedies, um, you know, along with the blockers and, and game nights. Is it better? I don't know. I would say no due to the fact that um, God, what's his name? The guy from Breaking Bad and uh, you know, not Need for about... Speed. No, 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 no. no. no um, Brian uh, Craig, Jesse, uh, I can't think of his name. Jesse Plemons. Um, oh. For his deadpan type of humor, which well, Burris kind of does in um, in tag, but his deadpan throughout the film is just what does it for me in that. And, and Rachel McAdams is the light as well. Uh, but to see what Jesse Plemons does with this character as the cop, uh, you know, the, the recent divorcee, you know, where, you know, the, the group of friends only wanted to, you know, only had him over because he was married to the fun one. Um, it's just, it's, it's so cringeworthy, but it's so laughable because everybody has been there. Uh, 
game night for me, the real comedy MVP so far in 2018. Uh, you're killing me with the choices tonight, or the uh, the opposition style. <laughs> I, I apologize. I mean, like, you you broke my heart, man. Is that that's not even fair? Like equal revenge, I guess. Equal touche. Um, <laughs> uh, this is a movie we've been waiting for, Kyle. I've been waiting for 14 years. I have a lot of incredible stuff. You know, I'm proud to say. Uh, I'm happy I can buy a Frozone figure now. I just haven't decided which one. Um, I. <sighs> We'll, we'll we'll talk about it. it okay, because I, I I probably want to go see it if if I'm sure it might be, but I do I do want to go see it on Tuesday. Um, if not, it will probably be like that July weekend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do want to go see it. That and I do want to go see Tag. Um. talking over this trailer yeah. like this? this one's electric. What's that Do you mean? think it's like, is it a, a dude and a dude? A dude? Oh, they got in the car now. Like two dudes? Oh. Uh-oh. Oh, snap. You know how like, they pull out and almost like hit like eight things along the way, not focusing? Oh, so they're wasted. Are they a mess? <laughs> I saw someone today I had to help someone In that condition It was the weirdest Experience of my life I couldn't really? stop staring Like Oh Oh I couldn't I felt I, bad I, I felt like Kind of like Whoa And like you could tell She was still on something And I was like Oh man This is awkward People all staring. <laughs> I I um walked in on somebody getting ready to do meth, and and, well, and instantly walked out. Like I couldn't even tell you, but from what I saw, they had like a like a bong kit, and like it was getting ready to like take a torch to like this rock, maybe. So it's like not crack. Yeah, like I, I hurried up and tried to walk away, but from my understanding, they this this rock, like a crack rock, but you put it um, on this like bong type deal, you light it and hit it. I don't know, like I wasn't even trying to look. Like I walked in, I knew what she was doing, and just walked out. And they was like, "No, wait, talk to me." And I'm like, "No, get away from me with that." <laughs> and that was, yeah, that was that. But like. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, God, they're back. Breaking oh, news. Breaking news. Lucasfilm are rumored to be putting Star Wars spinoffs on hold. Well, uh, Disney just bought Fox. How do you feel about that? No, like Comcast is buying Fox. Is it? Because I know you mentioned that last week, but I, I could have sworn that I heard that Disney accepted Fox's offer. Oh, did they finally? Oh, yeah, okay, Fox and Disney. Okay, so they are. Yeah, you're right. Happened earlier today. Another breaking news by Kyle <laughs> happened to Adams here. Uh, Disney raised its bid to $71 billion. So, yeah, I'm there like, we go. We're about to get Deadpool in an Avengers movie, everybody. Yes, and what we yeah, always so you, want. You think X Men is going to be part of MCU now? Because, like, Hell I remember yeah. talking to Brandon Croson about it, who directed uh, World Has No Idea, and he was like, I am so pumped that I get to see. X Men in the MCU, and me too. I would love to see like a Spider Man, uh, uh, Nightcrawler mix up. Or... We're gonna get X Men versus the Avengers, dude. It's gonna be tight. Really great arc. Hell yeah! How could you oh. not do that? Wow, that's gonna be Just true. Mega Sonic Teenage Warhead or whatever it is. <laughs> Goes up against wow. like Star Lord. That's it. Wow, that'd be crazy. Even though he's not an Avenger, but still, it should be. Hey, he <laughs> might be, according to leaked uh, promo material for Avengers Four. But I'm not going to spoil that. Uh, this should be interesting, though. I'm I'm kind of surprised by that, Kyle. You know what? I was not surprised about. The Incredibles 2 delivered. Um, I, I thought this was a, a fun film. It, it pretty much starts right where the first one ended um, with John uh, Rafflesberger. Ooh, this feels really good. Um, <laughs> uh, kind of reprising his role as the underminer um, and, and kind of shows that battle there, which then shows the damage that Mr. Incredible can incur onto the city. But Bob Odenkirk um, kind of comes about there. I feel like Triple H during the um, – you remember him and John Cena at WrestleMania 22? They played it like the Blue Blood versus the from the streets, even though John Cena was from a good part of Massachusetts. Um, <laughs> and, and then, you know, they showed them throughout the night at WrestleMania, kind of them training. And then there's, like, a spot where, like, someone's doing Triple H's nails and, like, rubbing his shoulders and, like, rubbing oils, like, all over his face and body. That's just what happened to me. So I apologize. That's true. There. Um, but the incredible Triple two, H, you know, huh? a member of the Blue Bloods. Wasn't Triple H a member of the Blue Bloods, like, with Stephen uh, William Regal? He should He should have been. That was uh, uh, David Taylor, I want to say. Lord Taylor, oh. David Taylor. Um, Triple H might have been though um, But Rick um, What was I going to say here uh, Rick Dicker uh, Voiced by Bob Odenkirk Which of course we all know and love from Mr. Show um, As well as <laughs> Sorry Just got a really really funny message About Bob Odenkirk um, But also uh, as we know As Saul Goodman from Breaking Bad And uh, Better Call Saul here uh, kind of is championing uh, for supers to be, 
you know, kind of, uh, you know, brought back into the spotlight for them not to be banned. Um, him and his sister, voiced by the always wonderful Catherine Keener, you know, was kind of on their mission to bring the Supers out of a hiding so they could be accepted and help the world. But, of course, with the destruction that Mr. Incredible, Incredible brings, they, of course, look to Mrs. Incredible, and she is going to be the face on how to be able to bring the Supers back. So it's kind of a, a neat little story that they develop here, uh, Kyle, where, of course, uh, Bob, uh, a.k.a. Mr. Incredible, has to become the Mr. Mom and take care of the kids, take care of, you know, the house, you know, the, the cooking, the cleaning, while she is out there, you know, kind of, uh, you know, getting shit done, trying to, you know, do some legal activities to make them become illegal again, them being superhero pronouns, pal. Um, so this this was just a, a good look into that dimension there. Of course, there are some twists and turns. There's a, a nice array of new superheroes that are introduced into this film. Of course, always welcome uh, Frozone, voiced brilliantly by Samuel L. Jackson. But the highlight, of course, the scene stealer, Jack Jack Parr. Um, you know, we, we finally get to know a little bit of his power. Okay. Because there are quite a ton and they're all fun. And he has, I would say, one of the better fight scenes. Um, I would say probably it's the, if you put that in a DC movie, it's the best fight scene out of that whole universe. It's better than anything DC has done. Involved a baby in an animated film think on that but it definitely delivered um and of course it's a coming of age story for violet you know you know she kind of finally was asked out by the boy at the end of the first movie and you know so it's kind of the continuation of that you know about yeah. you know her trying to to figure out herself as well as this relationship you know with with this boy and and also Hey, she's also a superhero, you know, kind of on the low. So, you know, trying to balance that. And, of course, Dash is there for the comic relief, but also, you know, kind of one of the funnier, you know, parts as well and, and kind of utilizing that speed there. Um, but some really, really great funny moments, uh, some good stuff um, on the family. There, there's a lot I don't want to spoil because, again, Kyle, you are definitely going to check it out. A lot of people are going to check it out because a lot of theaters were sold out. It was kind of hard to find a ticket on a Saturday evening there, but um, I highly recommend a weekend money. I went to the Apple Valley IMAX there, Kyle, the the true IMAX screen um, in all of the United States, actually, um, and it was definitely worth the money. We have a chance to see it at the matinee price, the very first showing at $12. It's worth it and more. Um, definitely, you know, I, I would say it was paced really well for a two-hour film. It's, again, a nice continuation of this story with this family. Um, you know, again, it's it's not kind of, you know, the, the first one was special because it was a legit superhero movie that, that kind of flipped the genre on its head. Where you're like, wait, this is a cartoon. I'm an adult, but this is so damn enjoyable where you know it has lasted that 14 years. This is a nice 
uh, you know, next chapter for this family, you know, where they're kind of put in this position of having, you know, kind of the lives of the supers in the palm of their hands, you know, them trying to sell, you know, that they are safe and they're, you know, actually looking to help the citizens, you know, of, of America there. And it's, it's just an interesting kind of look at that. And of course, you know, the, the female empowerment, which it's sad to say that we have to say that that's a glowing aspect, but it's done so well. And, you know, it's, it's sad that we have to say, hooray, they're, they're finally showing this because they should have been, you know, we shouldn't, that shouldn't even be a question if that makes sense, but, but they do it fantastically um you know i i would say the women um of course being violet and and uh mrs incredible and uh you know kind of uh catherine keenan's uh character as well as void one of the new superheroes voiced by uh sophia bush from one tree hill one of kyle's favorite shows there um for sure uh, uh, uh just a good movie uh they of course are trying to battle the screen slaver who kind of alters through uh, through TVs, through mind control and hypnosis. So some some nice old school, you know, kind of serial uh, crime caper action there. Uh, fun movie. Great jokes. Jack-Jack for, you know, again, will slay it. Uh, I cannot wait to see the progression of that character. Hopefully we don't have to wait another 14 years. Weekend money, I would even say 3D money. If you don't have a chance to see it at a Dolby Cinematic at AMC or an IMAX screen, definitely pay for the 3D. I could see where some spots uh, could have been uh, heavily enhanced. But uh, 3D or not, uh, check it out. This is a fun movie. I cannot wait to uh, hang out with the PARS once again. Uh, I am jealous. That uh, you want to go see it? Well, I shouldn't be Joe's. Just, I guess, happy that you got to see it before I did. <laughs> At least one of us got to go see it. It's fun. It's it, it captures like everything that we love of the first movie. <laughs> like just seeing, you know, Craig T. Nelson. Which, by the way, there's kind of a little uh, wink, wink, nod, nod to one of Craig T. Nelson's uh, iconic film roles. Um, and iconic films of the '80s, which is that uh, Ham Ham, a little nice thing, huh? Is that Ham Ham from Toy Story? Uh, that is uh, John Rifflesberger, Ratzenberger. Oh. Sorry, Cliff from Cheers. Didn't he, he get was cut? The underminer. No, 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 no. He's a lifer. He's been in every oh. Pixar movie. Yeah, I know. And they, they awesome. like did a a homage to him where he like. They showed him the pig, or they showed the pig, and they showed, like, a couple of other characters that he did, and he was like, and it all was the same voice, and it was really funny. (laughs) I remember that. I I do remember that. (laughs) I could have sworn that you mentioned something about him last week. Nope, still kicking it at 71 years young. Fun fact, he is also the uncle of um, Jason Sudeikis. Oh, hopefully he didn't see that movie uh, Saving Silverman, is it? Or uh, the the one where he comes out the towel and his girlfriend dumps him. I can't remember what it's called, but that part was just not cool. <laughs> Why was it not cool? Because, man, he's making his... his... Dick clap from leg to leg. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm like, don't do that. Nobody wants to see that. Sorry, I'm an asshole. Sudeikis' uncle is George Wynn. I was like, wait, I think it was Norm. I apologize, but hey, Cheers was awesome. Regardless. Cheers was awesome. And Norm, I'm glad that he was able to find something outside of Cheers, because I don't think he did anything after that. Why? He made that barstool money, man. Syndication. He did <laughs> He did make that barstool money. Those are facts. Man, that was that that was a really great show. You know what else is great? Uh, one more break. We're going to uh, kind of give uh, Professor our love. Uh, Kyle's going to talk some Lost World. Um, maybe it'll just be like a, a two-second gimmick because I want to hear Kyle's thoughts on Money in the Bank and NXT TakeOver Chicago. We'll be back. In a do- Wait, in a deuce? That's gross, Kyle. <laughs> you know it's not gross. FML Solutions, Inc. They will help you with all your deer stand needs here. Uh, check out FML Solutions, inc.com for all your deer hunting stands this innovative product is wonderful and uh here at strong style media and the pop culturist uh in uh, the upcoming uh next couple of weeks we will have an awesome promo code uh so we can get you some savings on this excellent stand so check it out fml solutions inc we'll be back in two and two looking to get a head start on deer hunting season let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative deer stand. Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision? suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, Soda Sound Radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, and that more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. You won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run. They have passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com. Mail letters. Ship packages. All the services of the post office right on your computer. Get a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com today. 
Hey, Alex Mello here, host of the Pop Culturist on the Strong Sound Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint's Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out the Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, search bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. What are we looking at here? Lists all over this safety thing. Third-party background checks for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, list. Two can play at this game. What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No. But if you actually wanted boba, it's got to be more exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe words, Barbara. <laughs> I like that. Okay. <laughs> I got the bounce like hydraulics. I can't call it. I got the swirl like alcohol. My freshman year, I was going through hella problems till I bit up the right. Oh my god. Apparently, T.I. isn't the king. Uh, welcome back to the pop cultures here. Um, getting shut out in the first round there, T.I. Urban Legend, but of course, the college dropout advances. Just listen. Hey, backpack rap. I just figured. You'd also want to introduce this clip because uh, I think you and I are both kind of excited for this film that's going to come out. Are we talking about uh, Sicario? That movie's going to be tight. Oh. No, I was no, talking about course. The Last Airbender, number two. Yeah! Number two. Oh, man. I, I still got to see number one. That's definitely <laughs> a, a, a fine cigar and, and scotch. Uh, to kind of sit through that M. Night Shyamalan trash. It's if you legendary. watch that's what I'm told The about. Last Airbender, I'm sure that's when you find out that you've done crack or meth for the first time. <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> bad, huh? 
You know, it yeah. wasn't bad. Uh, 25 years ago, Kyle, Jurassic Park, uh, Steven Spielberg's masterpiece, I would say, for sure, especially with technological advancements. On your movie screen, because I swear, as a, I don't know, how, how old was I, nine-year-old, uh, thinking, oh, my God, dinosaurs are real, because I'm I'm watching them about to, you know, murder Jeff Goldblum and 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 the guy from from Dead Calm, um, but but Jurassic Park uh, again. Hey, Sam Jackson's arm got ripped off for God's sakes. Twenty five years. Kyle, <laughs> thoughts? Do you remember your first time? I remember I was in awe and amazement, and and it was a movie that I saw multiple multiple times that summer at the movies. Uh, did you check this out when it was uh, released in theaters, or was this like a home video for you? I went to go see it um, right before the Skyway closed, um, so that was pretty dope. Um, then I saw it again in Brooklyn Center um, at what is now, I believe, nothing. But it used to be the UA um, before turning into a discount theater, before turning into nothing. And I remember playing a video game a lot as a kid. Um, obviously, Poster Boy with his track earlier we played last week. And um, uh, Universal Studios for Jurassic World, which I think is really fun. Man, that, and, and that's what's cool is it spawns so many different things um, that, that when Jurassic you know, Park came out, like you said, from the games to the books, like the arcade games, even though those shooter games are a lot of fun um, mm-hmm. that I remember kind of back uh, back at the Chuck E. Cheese days there. But um, I mean, this, this again, it was, was so much fun. It, you know, it showcases, you know, cloning and playing God, you know, if that's right or not to bring back an extinct species. And then, oh, of course, shit's going to go awry. Uh, but you get Jeff Goldblum, you know, kind of to, to say, hold on to your butts and, and you know you're going to be uh, for a fun ride there. But, of course, so many iconic moments uh, when, when you're about to see the T-Rex, but actually see a, a cup of water ripple as, as you kind of hear the T-Rex coming closer and closer to those mm-hmm. uh, to those Jeeps there. So, um, And, of course, Lost World, Kyle's favorite movie of all time, Gymnast Daughter and All. Uh, what were your thoughts on, on Lost World then and now? Um, don't, I think I saw it just once, to be honest. Like, I think I saw number one more than I saw number two. I did, for some reason, and this is stupid of me, I think I bought it just to collect, but I did have the, um, the special, like, Walmart case. Well, it wasn't a Walmart case, but it was a special, like, you get all the movies in. And one type oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. And um, it almost looked like a safari type deal, but I just, I, I saw number one, but I never really f- finished to watch the rest. And I, I'm calling myself stupid right now for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lost World, I, I'm kind of one of the people that actually do like this movie, um, even in, in its absurdity. Uh, but it's it's fun. I I read these books, you know, kind of as a kid as well, and of course they they took a lot of the source material out. 
But of course, to transcribe to the big screen, the budget probably would have had to have been double. Um, and of course, you know, certain characters, you know, have different fates uh, from page to screen, you know, regardless in this series. So, um, but you got to realize the coolest thing, and I think a reason why I kind of like this movie is the cast is is pretty damn pretty damn great. You have the always wonderful Peter Stormare. You have Richard Schiff. Um, you have a, a young Camilla Bell, kind of with those baby dinosaurs, kind of in the beginning there that kind of kicks things off. Um, you have uh, Peter Postlewaite, the late great Peter Postlewaite, R.I.P. Uh, late great Richard Attenborough coming back as John Hammond. The returning Jeff Goldblum. But then you also have Vince Vaughn and Julianne Moore. Every time I watch The Lost World or see it on TV and I look, I'm like, wait, Julianne Moore and Vince Vaughn were, were in that iconic SUV scene where it's hanging from a tree and the di- you know, the dinosaurs trying to, you know, I think it's the T-Rex trying to eat it and nothing, everything that's saving them is just plexiglass kind of between the T-Rex's mouth Whoa. and them on the other side. So uh, I didn't know that. I, I'm I'm a fan of this Yuck. movie and and I love where it goes. Um, spoiler alert for a almost twenty year old movie, but I love how it's the King Kong approach. They ship the T Rex out, you know, on ship from the island into you know the states, you know, and and I believe it's California um, that they bring them to, and the T Rex of course escapes, has some fun, knocks down that seventy six ball with its tail. Um, and of course, goes into the uh, the house into the backyard there, which it looks like in Fallen Kingdom is going to happen as well, um, which I'm sure we'll we'll find out this weekend. But uh, I am a fan of of the Lost World. It's a guilty pleasure, uh, gymnast kid and all. It's almost it's not as bad as Shia LaBeouf and the Monkeys um, in Indiana Jones Four. I will say that. Then he ended up being his kid, and it was like aliens, and that. Yes, yes. Alien LaBeouf. Ha! <laughs> uh, but Jeff Goldblum, he's awesome. But he he's not so awesome to be in Jurassic Park 3. This one, uh, again, a cast that, that baffles me more than the sequel. Uh, William H. Macy, uh, kind of along for the ride. Sam Neill returns. Um, after he did not appear in Lost World, Taya Leone, Laura Dern again also returns. Um, fun movie, Pterodactyls, kind of playing a big part. You know, of course, this has the birdcage scene. Nothing spectacular. Uh, what I did appreciate, though, uh, with this movie, Kyle, I remember even back in high school, I got the heat for actually saying, ah, it was passable uh, just because it's, it's just short and sweet. It's just straight to the point. It's just a mindless action. You know, a few awesome one-liners by Dr. Alan Grant. Uh, you know, of course, people getting chomped down. And uh, again, bird cages with pterodactyls. Uh, it's a guilty pleasure. It's not, uh, you know, I, I would say it's the lesser of the three for sure. But kind of for the 90 minutes that you're there on that island as they're trying to rescue their kids, which again, that subplot is crazy as it is already uh jurassic park 3 again it's a nice you know you got nothing else to watch and it's just on your fx because they you know they have the movies um you know check out jurassic park 3 
thoughts, Kyle, on JP3? Um, I want to play this clip, although it doesn't necessarily reflect my feelings. Minus five stars! I just wanted to play it. Just see, <laughs> see what it's about. But um, I never saw number three. I, I saw all of one, part of two, but number three, I kind of just stopped from there. And it's not it's not like disrespect towards the movie at all. It's just, again, something that never caught my interest, like uh, Star Wars or anything. Like, I, I, I'm not trashing it. Like, I'm not refusing to see it. I just never made a decision to get up and go watch it myself, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Man, I didn't Which, know you hated dinosaurs. No, I'm whoa. no, man, Dino Tycoon was my shit. I don't know if you ever played that for Apple. Hell yeah. Yeah, Dino Tycoon. Hell man. Yeah. By the way, at Target, they got an old school, like, not Mac computer, but it's an old school, like, uh, I guess arcade game, but it's Oregon Trail, and it's up, down, left, right, like X, and start... But it had booted up just like you put the floppy in, and it plays just like the game. It was like 25 bucks, but it's really not bad, and I was really jonesing for it at Target. <laughs> <laughs> like, I almost broke down to, like, a, like a five-year-old and, like, begged for it. Like, it was – I was really fascinated by it. I'm fascinated by it now. I totally forgot about all that shit. Um, a movie I was fascinated by with as well a few years ago, Jurassic World. Uh, the the franchise that comes back after a fourteen year hiatus. Um, what's up with the fourteen years there, Kyle? Um, Christmas secret number. Bryce <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, B D Wong. You know, kind of being the the original character from the original trilogy, kind of coming back as Doctor Henry Wu. Nick Robinson, Ty Simpkins, kind of as the kids in peril. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio being, of course, the government heavy. Uh, this was a, a fun movie. Jake Johnson uh, kind of playing the, the hapless uh, stooge who's like, hey, something's going on here, right? Uh, but uh, I thought this was a, a fun movie, a good kind of, you know, throwback to the first one, but also, you know, adding a, a little bit more dinosaurs. And, of course, Chris Pratt carried the film, but I thought Bryce Dallas Howard was definitely the equal in that uh, in that film. Some awesome action sequences mm-hmm. in, in Jurassic World. Um, I, I thought Colin Trevorrow did a fantastic job on his first like big-budget movie, kind of coming off of Safety Not Guaranteed. Again, also starring Jake Johnson there. That wonderful little indie. Check that out. Hopefully still on Netflix. Um, but yeah, I, Jurassic World. Yep. Oh, I honestly thought Jurassic uh, or the Chris Pratt one was going to be boring. I was like, this movie's going to be garbage, but it actually turned out the complete opposite. Is it the humor or because that dumb guard gets eaten by that dinosaur with the long-ass name? Why do dinosaurs have to have, like, 12 syllables, by the way? Tyrannosaurus Rex, Aerodactyl, Flying Birdman. Aerodactyl. Pterodactyl. Do you think they'll ever do a King Kong, Godzilla, Jurassic Park mashup movie? Oh man, you better throw Rampage in there and call it. Like if they're if they're combining, if they're combining like One Piece, Naruto, and uh, uh, Dragon Ball Z in a mainstream game. Now it's been done before. I will mention that it's been done before, but it's been a mod type game. So now this is like something that they're finally doing. If if 
those worlds can come together. Like, uh, they can put in a Jurassic Park versus, like, Rampage versus uh, whoever else. Throw in, throw in District 9 in there, too, and you got yourself a party. What? Remember that movie District Nine? Oh yeah, Neil Blomkamp. Yeah, that movie was shit. Oh yeah, and it was like Charles District Copley. Eight coming soon, and that was like ten years ago. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> Unless dumb dumb. I don't think dumb, he's making movies anymore. It's gonna Breaking cross news. Magic number fourteen. <laughs> Breaking news: uh, Ninja Turtles are coming back to the big screen. Woo. In a live action film, That's, I'm okay with that. Obviously, I'm what a huge turtle. What did you think of the other two? I didn't mind it. I really didn't like that they took the masks off because that was gross. They didn't need yeah. to CGI that. Just like we get it, they're normal people, but just let them wear the masks. I think that's gross. But um, other than that, I think it it still doesn't do like the '80s movies justice, but. That's just me being a holding it to a higher standard. <laughs> I mean, everybody loves seeing Master Shredder uh, get blasted with a guitar, what sound wave, Yo, and look yeah. like a trash bag flown into <laughs> to the docks. Like everybody loves that. Everybody loves good eyes. Oh, Danny, that bastard. <laughs> Danny Bonaduce. Saki. Are you mad that Danny Bonaduce won that wrestling celebrity wrestling tournament back then? No, Shouldn't that have been Dennis Rodman? No. no. <laughs> back I don't in the day, I would have said yes. I mean, Den- I mean Bonaduce. I mean, I, I guess I'm not a huge fan of his anymore. But he had a he had a radio show in Chicago. I would listen to quite a bit. Um, plus, you know, Partridge Family. But um, Rodman, I, I probably would have chose back in the day, for sure. Yes. I was all about I mean, didn't he body slam DDP? Carl Malone, yeah. Whoa. He swerved on him. That's true. I did not know that. I remember Carl Malone gave a diamond cutter, almost broke his ass. Same with DDP. <laughs> With this Ninja Turtles movie, though, can you do Shredder? I mean, can you just yeah. jump in the Krang? Are you going to go into space? Do you bring back? Or do you finally bring back, like the Baxter Stockman, like the Fly, finally, and not um, what's his name, Medea? Well, I didn't mind Bebop or Rocksteady. You did see um, uh, Krang, I think, in the second one as like a yep. teaser, um, and. Uh, I I wouldn't mind the shredder. We'll see where it goes. Um, I don't like that he's like, like I that type of noise and crap, like with his mask and stuff. Like chill, chill out, Michael Bay. Go to sleep. Not everything needs to be transformed. Okay. Uh, yes, it does. Come on. Mm-hmm. He gets the Marge grunt or grunt from me. No respect. I still say that that 1990 
the first one I I guess I'll say Bar None still a I would say a masterpiece. It, it, there's nothing bad about that movie. No. Like when not. Raphael goes for a sulk and you know he's healing and Leonardo's like ah my brother you know like that's real emotion there like and then they have to like get better and train and realize we're gonna take on like hundreds of dudes to face like a human can opener like it's <laughs> Casey Jones being all out like it's such a great 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 movie yeah number two was good too man. Uh, number three is where they lost me. I got no beef with it. Number three is shitty. Do not. Yeah, that's where they lost me. Not exist. Not exist. I walked because they they never went to Japan. Pissed off, and I was like eight years old. I was literally pissed off. I was angry. I remember I looked at my aunt and was like, "What the hell was that?" Like I was. Alex stays pissed at everything. You like you're you are the number one person I know that walks out of films like with respect, like I respect that man for walking out, cause I, I'm like I spent a lot of money on this I'll sit through it I oh, sat through no, a lot of horrible well, films. I, I walk out and then I'll get my money back because I'll, I'll be like that that sucked. Oh, I thought you just gave him a tip like well fuck you guys um. They, they I'm walking out for money, or I, or I. Back in a day, I would possibly stroll into another film. Who knows? Which is delicious. I love popcorn. I never got sick of that working at like popcorn. eight different movie theaters. Oh yeah, girl, take that popcorn. R.I.P. Vader. <laughs> Give him Vader bombs for sure. But of course, this weekend we have. The fifth installment of uh, of the Jurassic Park, if you will, uh, Jurassic World, semicolon, a Fallen Kingdom. Of course, uh, this takes place after the events of Jurassic World, the catastrophe at the park, which, again, great, set, uh, great action piece there. Um, but this one, you know, uh, essentially the volcano on um, Isla Nublar is, is about to go off and they have to go back and kind of secure these dinosaurs. Of course, a blue being the only uh, raptor to survive uh, out of Chris Pratt's group in the first film there, uh, or fourth film. Um, but essentially, they, they have to outrun. They have to save these species. But of course, they, they, they run into a new species with 12 syllables as a name. There's going to be some craziness. Uh, you know, they always say the second film in these trilogies have to be dark so it'll be interesting who goes what kind of happens if it ends on a cliffhanger for the third film uh it has a credible oscar nominated director in j.a bayona uh a, a wonderful um spanish director who did a great horror film uh back in the day called the orphanage uh, produced by guillermo del toro a fantastic a master film uh kind of gothic um, film there. Kyle, definitely I, I recommend that. Uh, of course, A Monster Calls, which was a good film that came out a few years ago, The Impossible, um, about the uh, tsunami there. Very visually stunning. But for me, a little hard to watch. But uh, he, he's taken over the reins, and, and it's been a lot of positive, positive word of mouth here. 
again, looks to, fun to be on the island. I remember when I saw the trailer, Kyle. I don't know if you, you checked it out or not. Uh, I got to stop watching trailers because after this one, I was like, they show you everything. The money shots. Like, they show you the whole volcano segment there. And I'm like, well, what's the point? Then the director say, hey, don't worry. You know, that's just in the first, you know, hours. So it's just like, what do you believe? What's going to happen? Uh, but I am definitely excited to check out Jurassic Kingdom. It's just shorter. It makes sense. Yeah. I agree. Week, weekend money. How many times are you going to watch it? Three. In one day. In a day, in a day man. Uh, which yeah. also, are you familiar with the movie pass, Kyle? Uh, I've heard $10 of it. $10 a month, you could see like a movie a day, cause a lot of ripple, uh, not only in the movie chain industry, but Hollywood. Um, then they started restricting it a little, because you could see one movie a day uh, kind of on the movie pass. Well, now AMC has countered that, uh, called the Stubbs A-List, uh, which will get you into three movies a week, and you can actually see three in one day if you choose to. But for a fee of nineteen ninety nine a month, you can actually use that ticket for any IMAX, Dolby Cinema. So, so for you know a heavy or or kind of the, um, kind of the nicer you know kind of screens there, you can use it there, which I think is kind of cool. You get all the stubs rewards perks as well. Um, I think this is kind of a a nice thing for them to do it. Of course, they I, I've been kind of reading up on this company for the last five years since they they kind of came out with it. Obviously, with me moving out of a metro area or society, um, you know, I, I didn't have a need to get a movie pass since they will not work out this way. Um, but I think AMC oh, that's that almost makes me want to move towards an AMC again. Uh, but I think this is pretty damn tight. Uh, just, you know, for them to, to not only say, hey, screw you, but also including their premium services along with the uh, with the past there. Mm. So kudos, AMC. That's actually really cool. Um, and it's kind of like going the way, the way, like, streaming is going, too. Like, And that's really unique for them to do it at a movie theater. Um, and they can still bake their money off of concessions because that's honestly how they make their money. So I think it's more profitable that way, too. Damn, that's a great point. You know what else is a great point? Well, thoughts on NXT TakeOver? We went over the big news. That's pretty much it. Jurassic World. Go check that shit out. Also, check out the Creed 2 trailer. Uh, Ivan Drago kind of committed his mark against Adonis Creed. Did you get a chance to check that out, Kyle? Um, I didn't get a chance to check the trailer. I know it's blowing up on social media, which is something I plan on checking out here soon. Um, but yeah, I'm a little bit late to the game. But NXT Takeover, uh, was was pretty damn good. That tag match was just amazing. I Thank think. You. Thank you. Um, I, I, me and Ryan talked about it a little bit, and I gave it five stars. And he was like, "So it's better than Okada and Omega?" And I'm like, "No." But retrospectively, within the company, it's a five star. And he said, "That's fair." And I'm like, "I wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't compare a lucha." underground match to a e match and I wouldn't compare New Japan to an impact match. So I feel like WWE and New Japan are in their own lane, especially with different move sets, promos, 
like booking style. Like it's it's still its own separate division. Like their only reason why they're head to head is because of money. Like, but ultimately they're they're still within their own different rights. So like I, I felt like within that, the way it was, like for them to kick Adam Cole out and almost lose the crowd, like yeah. bring it back and still finish strong, and they had a sick bump. Like to me, that was five star. I 100% agree with you, Kyle. I I win five star. It's definitely on my top three WWE matches of the year. It possibly could be on my top five, even though that's a hard-ass list to Mm -hmm. kind of even think about. Uh, But check out WrestleCast Radio Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also on every podcast format, you can think of just type in Strong Style Media um, and find the Pop Culturist, Soda Sound Radio, WrestleCast Radio, Standing A Couch Sportscast, and so on and so on. Also, check out StrongStyleMedia.com for all the latest uh, episodes there, as well as on on Strong Style Media and the crew and Kyle. Um, But with uh, with that one, what what was great for me is I had no idea what an Oni Lorcan or a Danny Birch was, but I definitely know them now. Uh, yeah, I thought there was uh, one too many kickouts for them uh, for my liking. That's why I kind of possibly went 4.99 instead of a 5. Um, but that damn submission set at the end where they have O'Reilly and Strong in there, then O'Reilly's just kicking away as he's being stretched for almost about a minute now was just wonderful to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like you said, Adam Cole, just the swagger, the machismo, you know, that oozes as they walk down the ring. Kyle O'Reilly, I've always respected as a talent. I would say one of the best workers in the world. Um, very under underrated. But when he came out, I was just like, wow, this guy, just a stud, Joe, Joe Cool, um, and, and definitely... Uh, one I, I cannot wait to, to just continue to follow um, on this streak here. And, and I got to see him out in Florida back in January at the NXT show in person. So, uh, But that yeah. was a great match. And, and I kind of wanted to go 4.75 on the next match. Ricochet and Velveteen Dream, man, tore the fucking house down. Velveteen yeah. Dream just continues to prove the doubters wrong. A ricochet yep. being a ricochet, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. A Velveteen Dream trying to do his best ricochet. I loved how they missed each other's moves, um, and and just kind of uh, the the elbows dropping uh, from the Dream there. Uh, but damn, a ricochet hitting uh, sick bumps and dives, uh, taking Death Valley drivers, you know, on the tables and and, and whatnot, but. Uh, these guys put on a show. What started off at very slow definitely picked up. And then it yeah. had a prologue. You're like, wait, there's a more? Uh, ten more minutes, which, hey, that's some of the finest ten minutes I've seen on a WWE screen in a long, long time. But, damn, what a match it, these, these two put on. Yeah. Velveteen Dream, uh, at first I'm like, this dude is so weird. And I didn't like his name, but he has grown on me. Um, granted, we know that he's new, um, or green as we call it, uh, but 
like the fact that he's working these big name people and he's making them progress while making himself feel good to me is just uh, volumes right there. Like he he wrestled Aleister Black, who went on and became an NXT champion, but yet he's still going on with these feuds and still making himself look good. Uh, Ricochet now looks amazing um, going against uh, uh, Velveteen Dream. Um, and, you know, it's just it continues on. Like uh, even uh, Cash is Ono, which I thought was funny, but like. I thought that was cool. Like so, like he, he's working these people, and it's he's making he's he's progressing, and I really appreciate that he's taking advantage of it. His character is Whoa. off the charts. He's over like a mofo. Um, yeah. By the way. And, yep. Um, these people that are getting over in NXT. Like I'm starting to feel bad, and from what I hear is that they're recalling talent back down to NXT. They are. Um. Just, I think, for one-offs for house shows. Tyler Breeze has done it. The Revival have done it. Sasha Banks tweeted that, hey, I'm available. Um, so, yeah. Um, why are they booking Aleister Black so shitty? In four words, go. Um, I didn't mind him going up against uh, uh, whatever. What was his name? Damn. Non-chemistry guy, Lars Sullivan. Yeah, I guess I don't know. There was other people he could have went up against. Um, how come Adam Cole isn't defending his title? Like, what's the deal with that? Is it just to look pretty? He had to go to the UK for the tournament taping. So he had to oh. move, like, right out of Chicago. He actually wasn't even supposed to be there, so it was actually a surprise. Because he was supposed I to see. be on his way out. I bet you got paid for that. Probably. Tight. Do you think that, that crowd yearly salary or man. they're on a paid by appearance type deal? Like, how do you think that works now? I think it's salary now. Hmm. Which is awesome. Good for him. Um, uh, yeah, and NXT blew it down. I yeah, really have somebody it, trying it, to call me. The main event was great. <laughs> Chomp, you know, kind of hitting that DDT on the exposed. Uh, Exposed ring after a hellacious street fight, throwing wedding rings into the crowd, uh, getting fed up, stretchers, um, just a freaking great turn on Gargano's side, you know, kind of getting getting a little uh, evil, some heelish tactics that way, but uh, the psycho killer get, getting the win there, I, I thought it was great, and the best way to end the show with a fuck you, Champa champ, was was fantastic. Uh, yeah. Before we get Back cut off here, because we're about to hit three hours, uh, Money in the Bank. Uh, give your review. Go. Um, I uh, 